This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Gard. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they're totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Well, as usual, there is a lot to talk about here tonight. We're going to start things out. Should we mention what happened in the financial world today? <laughs> I don't know what happened. This Not unless news? you're sponsored by Gillette Razorblades and people are suicidal. But, yeah, it's unbelievable, all the things that are going on. And what was it, another $900 billion that the uh, the Fed is going to inject through the Treasury? It, is it 900 Yeah, and then I, you know, I, I'm losing track. There's so many trillions. I need a Carl billion Sagan here, now. a billion there. Exactly. You know, we are a star stuff, and we are made of trillions of... <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, it's amazing. All that stuff has been going on, and, and uh, then the testimony on Congress as they're trying to you know, pull the wool over everybody's eyes and say that it was the fault of the people in the banks rather than policies from the government that inspired all this ridiculous malinvestment and the bundling of bad mortgages based on low interest rates that uh, the Fed inspired. No, no, the government didn't have anything to do with it. It was all the banks' fault. The poor banks can't defend themselves properly because they, you know, I mean, they wouldn't even imagine, but they can't attack the Federal Reserve because they're part of the whole system. <laughs> you know, so they're kind of stuck with the whole... Uh, the Rush Limbaugh line that, well, we, you uh, you guys said that we were supposed to give loans to people that had bad credit and stuff. <laughs> yeah, and of course, then there's the Treasury Secretary appointing one of his Goldman Sachs buddies to uh, become the head of the new TARP uh, uh, regulation bureau that he's creating. So that's always that's you know nothing like a little you know palsy wowsy going on with all those guys. It's amazing. I mean, if Adam Smith were around today, I, you know, Adam Smith wasn't exactly right on his idea of what provided value. I think uh, Murray Rothbard in his criticism of Adam Smith did a great job in saying, hmm. you know, it, consumers are the ones that determine the value of something. Adam Smith had a labor value basis of of things, but uh, Adam Smith was so right about mercantilism and, and government getting involved well, with business. When, I agree. I agree with you, but you know, it's it's a little too simple for the average person to say look it's worth what someone will pay for it and yeah. that that hurts people a little bit there's they they want a formula they want they want to believe that something is worth you know the the amount that uh, of raw materials you put into it plus the um you know mix of labor and uh, you know minus the uh, depreciation of blah 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 you know they they want to see something like that however it's just not true no. something is worth what someone will pay for it. Well, and and as the world crashes down around us financially and all these other stories about the assaults on our personal liberty come and attack us, all I have to say is it's good to be here with you guys, protected in the fine studios of Free Talk Live. <laughs> well, I don't know how protected you are, but it is good to be here. The place is bugged and the SWAT team is going <laughs> to kick the door in any second. So, um, so, you know, speaking of paying for things and, you know, market price, what is it that, that this bailout actually costs the people that it's benefiting? I had cynically suggested earlier Earlier, when we first started, when we first started talking about this, that essentially what was going to happen was they had knocked it out. They they voted no the first time last week on Monday, mm. and then I suggested, well, what's going to happen is they're going to scratch each other's backs, and somebody's going to get. They're going to go and offer privately. They're going to say, hey, look, look, we know that your constituents are not going to like this. We know that, but we're going to give you a bunch of money. 
and if uh, you go ahead and vote for us, we'll go ahead and make we'll take care of you. Okay, so even if they vote you out in November, you're going to be taken care of. That was kind of my cynical suggestion. Some of the the behind the scenes going on goings on, and the good people over at the Advocates for Self Government seem to be backing me up on this. Right. The, They say in their recent issue of the Liberator Online, U.S. House members who voted yes on the Wall Street bailout received 54%. This was on the September 29th vote. They received 54% more money in campaign donations from banks and securities than the members who voted no, according to maplight.org, a nonpartisan organization whose mission it is to illuminate the connection between money and politics. Over the past five years, banks and securities firms gave an average of 231,877 in campaign contributions to each representative voting in favor of the bailout, compared with an average of $150,982 to each representative voting against the bailout. That's 54% more money given to those who voted yes. Mm, So these people know exactly where their bread is buttered. Democrats who voted yes received an average of over $212,000 each, about twice as much as those voting no who received over $107,000, while Republicans who voted yes received an average average of $273,000 each, 50% more than those Republicans voting no at 181,000. So anyway, you slice it. Those people who were voting yes, whether they be Democrats or Republicans, got significantly more from bankers and security firms and all of that during their campaigns. It's so funny because you say it's it's cynical, but in a way, it's really just out of observing molds of behavior. Right. Exactly. It's reality. And leave it to Sharon Harris and all the guys over at uh, Advocates for Self-Government. They're a great organization. It is a great organization. Yeah. You can go to theadvocates.org to see what else they do. One of their primary purposes is to help liberty-minded people explain liberty more effectively, to communicate better. And I think that's a very noble goal. I've always been a, a huge fan of, of the advocates. Well, Ian, can I just play you know, a Hawaiian volcano for a minute and vent just okay, for a second? Sure. Um, you know, our supposedly conservative Senator Judd Gregg oh, was gosh. heavily involved in this thing. And, was uh, it Sununu as well? Yeah, well, yeah. Sununu was was he voted for it, but Judd Gregg was part of the negotiating team between Max Baucus and uh, Harry Reid and all these other pinheads. So, <clears throat> one of the things that really got me, and I laid down a podcast on this uh, a few days ago because I was just people can ready download to that over at LibertyConspiracy.com. Yeah, thanks a lot, and uh, we're working on getting more exposure on iTunes and stuff. And Podomatic cool. has us right now, number two at Podomatic. Excellent. I was I was very Please, that's in the political field. But yeah, and, it, and a lot of thanks to you guys, too, uh, everybody. Go ahead with your point. point. I didn't mean so, to derail you there. No problem. Uh, I'm watching Judd Gregg, Fox News, midday. Judd Gregg comes out after the failure in the House, and he's all tired. His throat is... <laughs> he's dying. He says, if we don't do something, these are people's savings that are being put at jeopardy. These are their retirements. And I said, has anybody... And I wrote about it at Liberty Conspiracy. I said, has anybody uh, made this guy aware of what happens to people's savings and retirements when, when you, you print flood money? liquidity into a system and you make their dollars worthless? Unbelievable. And what how, about, how about what uh, Jim Babka at Downsize DC noted... The the appropriate the um, expenditures can only originate in the house. 
in the con- based on the Constitution in Article One. Mm-hmm. All spending provisions have to uh, be uh, uh, started in the House. Now, this is a spending provision that is clearly not constitutional anyway, but it was defeated in the House. Then the Senate takes it, and Judd Gregg and some other people, basically I'm paraphrasing, said, well, we have creative ways to get around the Constitution. Of course. They attach it to a resolution as a rider to a resolution, add another 300 pages to it, add another uh, $150 billion dollars. And new regulations to force health insurance companies to have to cover people with mental problems. Wow. Which is, you know, those definitions are very, very amorphous, not like real physical injuries. They threw all and kinds it doesn't of really have anything to do with bailing and, out and banks. And how is, how is that regulatory schema even constitutional? Not once. When these guys finally came out, and Harry Reid was announcing it late night, what was it, Wednesday night, Thursday morning, I can't even remember. And they come out with this announcement that they've come out with this great, great agreement. They're patting themselves on the back as this just this mass of self congratulations, and they say this is the Senate at its best. <laughs> I, just, I just thought to myself, you've got to be kidding me. And then Judd Gregg said, it, it, oh, he had said beforehand, he said, if we don't pass this, wait till you see. What happened last Monday will look like nothing. Well, obviously, the stockholders <laughs> and the investors out there know a little bit more about what they want to do with their money than Judd Gregg because the stock market has been dropping ever since they started it's to talk about this stuff. It's in complete free fall. And these guys, oh, it's just the audacity of these people to get out there and say, we are going to buy up bad mortgages and, and bonds based on the mortgages, and we're going to use your tax money to do it. Rather than letting these house prices drop, they've got to let the house prices yeah. drop. They're artificially inflated. The correction has to happen, and it will eventually. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, so I was just really frustrated, and this thing passes, and you sit there and you say to yourself, look at all these things that they threw into this bill to get one or two votes here, to get one or two votes there, and you bring up advocates right at the top top of the show. Awesome. The toll-free number here, 800-259-9231. Remember, those contributions we were talking about were to their last campaign, but you can better believe they were promised that, hey, coming up in November, we're going to give you a little something-something. We'll treat you nice. More on the way. You can take and just vote for the bailout and everything will be fine. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Just dial toll-free 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Guard. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. And those features, by the way, include archives. If you've missed a moment of the show, just click and download. They're yours free at freetalklive.com. So enjoy all of it on us. Unlike those other talk show hosts, they want to charge you for accessing their website. See what I mean by going to freetalklive.com. And according to the Computer Privacy Handbook, normal internet technology is the most comprehensive surveillance system ever invented. Put a stop to email snooping with an easy-to-use email alternative from privacyharbor.com because normal email is not secure. That's privacyharbor.com. You know, uh, I uh, we had Michael Hampton on the line, and I didn't spot his call until too late. He was going to tell us about Lauren Canario, give us an update. Uh, hopefully he'll call back a little bit later. But for our listeners who were concerned about Lauren, uh, Lauren is a super activist. She's a civil disobedient, a non-cooperative, and a personal hero of mine. She's been in federal prison for the last 15 days on a failure-to-appear charge based on an original protesting 
Uh, they arrested her for protesting in an IRS office, I might add, silently protesting in an IRS office. And Lauren is out today. She was released today uh, earlier, I guess, uh, in, the, in the afternoon. So for those that were concerned about Lauren's well-being, as I was, she is now a semi-free person again instead of totally, completely imprisoned. I'm sure Jim's very happy to have her out. Bet he is. Uh, let's continue, though, with the stories here that are of interest to us. We will, uh, and then hopefully maybe we'll even hear from Lauren herself later tonight if we're lucky. But this story also from the Advocates for Self-Government's Liberator Online. This was actually the original story that I picked out wanted to bring bring to you because we haven't talked about the Economic Freedom of the World Index in quite a while on this program. I think we've referenced it in conversation yeah. over the last year, but we haven't actually talked about the program. And according to the latest, the 2008 Economic Freedom of the World Annual Report, a highly regarded study of economic freedom around the world prepared by a team of scholars coordinated, uh, coordinated by the Libertarian Cato Institute in conjunction with the Fraser Institute of Canada. Ah, the Fraser Institute. Guess mm. what? Economic freedom, though on the rise around the world, has significantly declined in the United States over the past several years. In the 2000 report, the United States was ranked in, as the second freest economy. This year, however, the U.S. has fallen to eighth place, behind Hong Kong, Singapore, New Zealand, Switzerland, the United Kingdom, Chile, and Canada. That's right, the U.S. is now ranking behind Canada in overall economic freedom, even allowing for Canada's socialized medical system. Well, sure. They don't. When you when you compare socialized medicine with these the gigantic wars we're fighting overseas, wars cost Nothing. a lot more money. Yeah. According to the Cato Institute, President, when Bush, you buy an EKG machine, you can use it over and over again. When you buy a, a Patriot missile, yeah. it goes boom. Bush's tenure has, a, has had a clear negative effect on economic freedom ratings. Uh, the economic freedom of the world ranks 141 countries on a range of factors in five broad areas. Number one, size of government. Two, legal structure and security of property rights. Three, access to sound money. Four, freedom to trade internationally. And five, regulation of credit, labor, and business. Now, more significant than the U.S. drop in the rankings is its fall in the amount of economic freedom measured. On a scale of 0 to 10, the U.S. fell from 8.55 in 2000 to 8.04, according to the report. Only five countries have experienced a greater decline over the same time period, and those countries are Zimbabwe, Argentina, Niger, Venezuela, and Guyana. So that's where the U.S. is hanging out. The U.S. is hanging with those countries. Banana republics. The rule of law, government spending, and regulation (laughs) are the areas where the United States saw the most troubling declines in its ratings this decade, observes one of the uh, scholars. These ratings are for the year 2006, the most recent year for which comprehensive data are available. So the report was printed in 2008, but the data is sure. 2006. As it has in recent years, the report found strong positive relationship between economic freedom and poverty reduction. Numerous studies have shown that countries with more economic freedom grow more rapidly and achieve higher per capita income levels than those that are less free. Wait a minute. Are you telling me that the top-down concept that Barack Obama, Joe Biden, John McCain, and all the others have uh, you know, been promoting, that doesn't seem to promote economic well-being? I I don't get it. I, yeah. I was taught in school that we have to look to icons. <laughs> what? Our our great leaders, which, by the way, I saw this video today, uh, which is pretty disturbing, and I, I'll show it to you guys during uh, during one of the breaks, but of the Obama youth. Now, they're not calling them that, 
but that's essentially what they are. Sure, that'd be a really bad name. Yeah. Right? <laughs> we, yeah. we mentioned the, they had the one video last week of the kids singing, the kids in Obama t-shirts singing about Obama. Disturbing. Now it's teenage boys that are like doing a march. They're doing like a militarized kind of march uh, to Obama and chanting. It's Sweet. very disturbing. Very disturbing. Cult of personality. Yeah. That's all it is. Uh, so while there, excuse me, according to the report here, where there are free markets, there is abundance. Nations in the top quarter of economic freedom have an average per capita GDP of $31,480 compared to $3,882 for those nations in the bottom quarter, uh, quartal in constant 2005 international dollars. So the most free countries have 10 times the wealth, essentially. Is what well, they should redistribute that. What's going on? <laughs> Don't they understand what social justice entails? What the heck is this? The what, problem with who are re- these Cato, Frazier, wacko money people? They're obviously being funded by money or something. Yeah. Uh, well, of course, the big problem with the idea of redistributing those things is even when somebody does send food or something like that over to one of these impoverished countries, yeah. it always gets snatched up by the men that are in charge over there. Right. And then and sold to the, you know, it, it, it ransomed out. Parceled to out. The, yeah. right. <laughs> so you got to say, you know, and all, every time I think about that, you know, the, there's, a, there's a guy named uh, Netaye, I think is uh, he's written some books about uh, things like that, and Perpetuating Poverty is another book that's been written on it. And mm-hmm. I was thinking that Saturday Night Live skit with Phil Hartman as President Clinton in the McDonald's going in and it com- he's eating everybody's food off their trays and stuff. He's gone jogging for like a quarter mile to like, uh, sir, we've only gone it's too oh, far. Just <laughs> going to take a little break here. you got to get some sustenance. Oh, we've only been out for two minutes. That's okay. Just don't tell the wife. And he goes inside and he's like, now just imagine that this cheeseburger and this quarter pounder are aid to South Africa or to Africans. And you know, we send it over to you, but oh, it gets intercepted by warlords. And he puts it in his mouth. Oh, so funny. These fries are, you you know, the rice bags yep. to help feed people. So good. So good. The toll-free number here is 1-800-259-9231. So there you go. The latest numbers showing that the United States continues to drop on the list of the world's most economically free places. That's not good news. So yeah. nobody. It's not what I thought I was going to see. Um, you know, in my youth when I was uh, in civics class, you know, you're told just how great this country is and yep. all that. I, who would have thought? Who would have thought? Yeah. But if if you had some foresighted teacher who told you, like we've said on this show so many times, eh, no republics made it 250 years. Our time's limited. As a matter of fact, I predict that along is along uh, along comes a president who's going to get rid of posse comitatus, habeas corpus, <laughs> and. You know what? He's going to increase spending more than any other president in history, mm-hmm. and he's going to be a Republican. Well, you're talking about George Bush. That hasn't happened yet. Actually, what are you it's talking all, about? It's, it's all happened. I was at the Republican Party website, and everything's good. Everything's good. <laughs> what? You guys. And besides, even if they do that, it's to keep us safe. There you go. It's all worthwhile if we just stay safe, right? That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Of course, anybody that believes the government is actually keeping them safe from anything is living in a bizarre fantasy land because it's just nonsense. More coming up. You can bring up anything toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. Attention, freedom activists. If you're planning your move to New Hampshire, you know that Manchester is the heart of the free state. But finding an apartment when you're out of state can be a major pain in the... You need Prickle. Prickle has apartment rentals designed to meet your needs. There's no minimum length of stay. 
They accept payment in silver or gold. And responsible firearms owners are welcome. To find your new home in the heart of Manchester's growing Liberty Enclave, log on right now to Prickle.com. That's P-R-I-C-L dot com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. If you dial in to take control of the airwaves, toll-free 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And guard. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they're free, so enjoy those, including the archives, uh, the Shrine of Female listeners. Dozens of ladies have sent us their validated photo to prove they listen to the show. Just head to shrine.freetalklive.com. See what it's all about. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. The, uh, the the largest machine gun shoot and military gun show is going on this weekend at the Knob Creek Gun Range in Knob Creek, Kentucky. Uh, of course, it's October the 11th, 12th, and 13th. They'll have all kinds of things, including uh, machine guns that you can rent and shoot, flamethrowers that you can rent and... I don't know if you shoot a flamethrower. It seems like shooting. Um, helicopter rides. There are eight hundred tables of vendors there that you can buy from it's uh you can find out more at knobcreekrange.com that's k-n-o-b creekrange.com as we go to michael from homelandstupidity.us on the amp line hello michael oh good evening gentlemen hey, uh, good, hey, good evening Gardner. sir hey michael how you doing buddy I'm doing great. I, I, I heard the bad news, and uh, I, I hope we see you some Tuesday up here. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I hope to make it out, and people from outside wait, New wait, Hampshire don't know. Wait, what bad news? Uh, what? About oh, the show, obviously. Wait a minute. About I thought it was all good news. Gardner's free. He's a free man now. He doesn't have to work for a program director or <laughs> a general manager. Way, right on. Uh, Sacral yeah, CAI has gotten behind his show with a sponsorship, so now Gardner can <clears> produce his uh, podcast any old time he wants to. He doesn't have to drive anywhere. I don't I don't know if that's bad news at all. <laughs> it is It is amazing. I don't have to work with uh, the regular producer I was working with, Michael, and Ian's absolutely right. That's I was just going to switch in the transition moving over. It was bad news to, new, to hear, hear that I lost the Daily Show, and it was funny because it was right after a day when I got together and hung out with so many of you guys over at uh, Murphy's, people outside New Hampshire. Uh, they might know that Murphy's Tap Room in Manchester is very popular, Free Staters. So I had a great time hanging out. Next day I go in, do my show. I finish the show. Uh, Ian and I do, do do a live segment together about McCain's status, fascist nonsense, and they shut down the show. It, it probably, uh, yeah, the, mm-hmm. the head rolls. Mm-hmm. So, Michael, thanks, man. And, and uh, I just mentioned... Uh, you know, having the opportunity to come here with these guys is great on Free Talk Live, and I will continue. We've been expanding LibertyConspiracy.com. We have some updates due to the website, more presence on iTunes, and already, just because of everybody from Free Talk Live and people like you, Michael, and the Free State Project, and other people that already listen to my show online, we're the number two political podcast at Podomatic right now, and it's it's growing. So if we can get people to contribute, I would really appreciate it. And Michael, thank you so much for your thoughts. It's just great, brother. Oh. Very nice, and you're very welcome. I, I really enjoyed your show. It really, it uh, it was one of the things that kept me going while I was out hiking the trail this <laughs> summer. So uh, I I well, definitely hope you keep it up. Yeah, I won't make it uh, about about my program. I'll just I'll just close on the subject of my my old radio show and move into the Liberty Conspiracy by saying. Uh, if you only knew some of the frustrations I encountered working with a a, a guy, my, that guy Bulldog. Uh, the, all I'm going to say is. It's a lot more fun being on my own or working with somebody else. That that's all I'm going to say, brother. So, Michael, well, what was on I, your mind tonight, sir? Well, you know, I was uh, I was I actually tried to call in earlier about uh, Lauren Canario, but I guess you got the news. But then I I heard you talking about this whole bailout thing, and mm-hmm. and you know, I I at this point I am just 
on this whole bailout, I'm just at the point where I want to just rant and rave. Okay, because... that's what Free Talk Live is all about. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> these, uh, you know, these morons, they, they, the bill fails the first time, so they load it up with a bunch of extra pork, yeah. and it passes. <laughs> right. The, only, only in Congress. And you know, the the great thing about this, though, there, there's actually a silver lining to this cloud, hmm. and that is that uh, it's actually gotten some of these political types to question what they're doing. Yeah, you're right about that. I saw I saw some of those threads. There's some threads over at or there's at least one thread over at nhfree.com in the forum there, and I think there's another one over at the nhliberty.org forum where people are saying, "Hmm, you know, maybe this politics route isn't so effective." Oh, oh I read a I read a message from um, from Varen Swearingen, who was the former president of the Free State Project, and and the thing that stuck with me about the message is. is he said something something to the effect of maybe Lauren Canario and this whole civil disobedience crowd are right. Hey, I'm going to have to talk to Varen because I'm looking for some people here in Keene that are, are going to be willing to not pay property taxes or at least a portion of them in protest. And he's one of the few uh, free stater property owners around here. So I'll have to see if I've he's been ready to, for that. I've yet. been to Varen's house. I'd do anything that I possibly could to protect that home. Oh, yeah. You know, if I, if I, if I were a homeowner and I lived in Keene, I'd join you. I appreciate that, man. And it is it really absolutely is crazy and I hope that a lot of the people that are engaging in politics if they open their minds and uh, you know I'm not I don't think anybody's suggesting they stop doing politics but just take a take a close look at non-cooperation as a as a viable serious option. I really yeah. think that if we had more people non-cooperating with the state, its legitimacy would crumble so quickly it would they wouldn't know what to do. Think of it as a uh, another tool in the toolbox. Yeah. If you will. And since uh Henry Paulson and uh Ben Bernanke have been uh overusing their toolboxes. Very good, Michael. Any other thoughts for us tonight? Ah, uh, that'll cover it for now. Good having you as always. Keep up the good work over there at homelandstupidity.us and thanks for the call. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Yeah, that is kind of an interesting result of all of this. I mean, the the worse things get on the political stage, the the more these politicians that claim to be representatives continue to ignore the people they are supposedly representing, the more burnt out people are going to get on the whole political process. I mean, this is their game, right? It's you. You can you can do your best within the political realm to try to change things, but ultimately you are playing by their rules. Wasn't there also something else I think in uh, that recently happened where the attorney general of New Hampshire actually <laughs> rejected some sort of lawsuit over the spending caps? I'm not too familiar with what all was going on there. Yeah, you know, I don't know about that because uh, one of the things that they did do in the, in the state of New Hampshire is they have a they have a constitution provision that they have to have a balanced budget uh so that's one thing now the spending caps uh, in various cities like manchester franklin those areas uh i think you're right i don't know whether if it was the attorney general or it might have been lower court justices I'm, I'm not sure but in in both cases you have the state legislature uh pulling things out of out of thin air to basically go over their budget on the state and then the towns uh, these cities like Concord, Manchester, they're supposed to have these um, these ballot initiatives that go on on the uh, on the on the ballots, and they delay these things. Do you have the information, Ian? Yes, I do. In Great. fact, well, I don't. Okay, yes, this according to nhfree.com, their forums. There, one of the 
uh, former politically involved people Friday, who was, I guess, the vice president of the Libertarian Party of New Hampshire for a short time, or maybe right. even the president. Uh, she's withdrawn from from that role, as I understand it, and yeah. completely entered the realm of uh, non-cooperative uh, market-based activism. But she says that the New Hampshire attorney general ruled against the New Hampshire Advantage Coalition, who are apparently friends and neighbors who worked so hard to collect petition signatures to limit taxes in several New Hampshire towns. They've now gotten shafted. Uh, she says these events plus the th- that event plus the seven hundred billion dollar bailout has been proving too much for some. And then she quotes Varen Swearingen, who was the former president of the Free State Project. He says, "Let's review." In one bill, the U.S. Senate authorized the federal government to spend $2,333 of, uh, of every breathing American's money without their permission. That's theft, and the dollar amount is not trivial. It's over $9,300 in increased debt for my household, over $3 billion for the state of New Hampshire. Fact, John Sununu voted for that bill. Now, Sununu is one of the senators in New Hampshire. Mm. Who claims to be the most libertarian senator, which yeah. I don't know if he's claiming that, but he has been ra- ranked that way by yeah, the uh, I'm getting Republican a little Liberty ticked Caucus. off with people making these these assertions yeah, about people outrageous. not understanding what the philosophy really represents. So oh. Varen says, now who's lying when they pretend to be fiscally conservative? Folks, frankly, I'm growing tired of government. I'm tired of Republicans lying about being fiscally conservative. I'm tired of Democrats telling the truth about being kleptomaniac socialists. I'm tired of dreaming that I can defend myself at the ballot box by voting and or being on the ballot. And he's putting, you know, he's still out there in the political realm. He is actually running as a as a candidate up here in New Hampshire. So he's definitely gone and done the dirty work in the realm of politics. So mm-hmm. anybody that accuses Varon of quitting early or something like that, how many times have they run for office? 1-800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. I'll share a few more thoughts from the former president of the Free State Project here in a few moments. I'll also take your calls about what you want on the SACL CAI toll-free line. Anything goes on this program, 1-800-259-9231. That is why we call it Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Just dial toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And guard. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. Features are free, and if you like the show, want to help support Free Talk Live, then we would ask that you shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. When you enter Amazon through that link, Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase, whatever it is you're buying in over 41 categories in which you can shop. They also have used items, so if you need to save a few bucks, you can buy used, and we'll still get a percentage as long as you enter through Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. But if you're looking for knobs and poles, you need to go to InnerKnobs.com, because if you're remodeling your kitchen or bathroom, you need to know that InnerKnobs.com is going to sell you knobs and poles at wholesale prices, and at the same time, you can feel good because you're supporting a business that supports Free Talk Live. InnerKnobs.com. Save 10% on your order by using the code FTL at checkout. That's InnerKnobs.com. I-N-T-E-R-K-N-O-B-S.com. That's friendly service and wholesale prices for knobs and pulls, all at internobs.com. As we continue with your phone calls, Jared is on the line in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Jared. Hey, guys. How's it going? Hey, dude. What's on your mind? I just wanted to uh, really quickly share um, uh, something that came out of a conversation I had last night when I was uh, down in Boston with a couple of my friends seeing a show. Okay. Okay. it was kind of like me, and then there was this kind of like um, percentage type guy, and then there's like this kind of Ronald Reagan type guy. And we're all talking about, um, I guess we were talking about cops and getting pulled over for stupid things and, and just getting hassled. Mm-hmm. And 
the Reagan type guy says, well, it's not all that bad. I mean, it's not like people are getting thrown into prison yet. Wait, wait, wait. Which, what, what people? Well, I know people uh, have been pe thrown in prison. Yeah. Well, I think we're referring to people who aren't really doing anything wrong, to which I replied, well, I know two people who are in prison right now. Yeah, he must have for forgotten uh, about the 800-plus thousand marijuana smokers alone that were arrested in 2007. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like if you write it down, if the legislatures write it down and uh, it's done long enough, it's just okay that they're putting you know, the marijuana smokers or, uh, you know... Peace, right, they don't count. Peaceful protesters, protesters against, uh, against uh, George Bush in Texas, right. as uh, James Bovard has pointed out. Yeah. Yeah, well, anyway, I just thought, you know, it was, it sort of brought to mind the idea that I think it just goes to show that civil disobedience works in bringing awareness. Absolutely. Because he had no idea that there were two people sitting in jail in New Hampshire right now for just peacefully protesting inside an IRS office. Well, obviously it didn't bring, it, obviously it didn't get, the story didn't get out far enough to bring him awareness because he's down in Boston. Those, those stories certainly didn't break anywhere outside of Free Talk Live and uh, the New Hampshire Free Press for the right, most part. Um, but yes, as a general principle, I think you're absolutely right. For instance, I mean, let's just look at the marijuana issue with over 800,000 people being arrested. And it, I think it, it actually just clipped a new record last year over 2006. So every single year, those, those numbers go up. Oh, contact uh, Guinness. That's exciting. But over 800,000 <laughs> people being arrested for uh, for marijuana, most of them for marijuana possession. When you take a look at that, None of it's noteworthy because none of very few of those 800,000 people actually cha actually even challenge the arrest, actually even take it to trial. The vast majority of them just plea right out and they just go on and they try to brush it under the rug and move on with their lives. But if 1% or 5% of them actually ended up taking uh, taking their cases to trial, it would do a whole lot to clog the court system, may even generate some press coverage, especially if they were doing civil disobedience uh, because that's not even disobedience, that's just using the system. If you you're being disobedient if you're non-cooperating uh, then things get even more interesting well, and you, more newsworthy and you know ian uh, and jared it's, it's great to hear your voice again brother uh I, I gotta say you know talking about getting the word out and and people doing civil disobedience uh it'd be interesting to sort of study how the word is getting out now through the internet and slowly but surely more people are discovering it and, and you know this man as as ian points out was was ignorant of what was going on but you informed him and you get your information right. from some of your friends and in the internet so there's definitely Definitely a growing network that I'm sure they would like to squelch somehow through the federal government, but I don't think they're going to be able to do it. It's and, too decentralized. They can't. Yeah, and uh, it would be very interesting to see and if people started to, say, you know, bring these things to trial, uh, what the, the government would do and how society would react to it. I was having a conversation with Jason, uh, Jason Osborne of SACL. Uh, through through uh, email conversation, and uh, we were talking about how uh, many people assume that society just uh, just thinks that uh, there are certain things that are acceptable. The state sometimes leads people into thinking that imprisoning people is okay. And I don't know how long peaceful people. Yes, yeah. exactly. And Jared, I don't know what you think. How long it, it takes to be able to, to get that uh, leverage, to, to reach that point where people, uh, the, the majority of people start to recognize it, and they say, you know what, we want to change it. I don't know where that tilting point comes. I don't think people have any idea, largely. I mean, uh, through Warren and, and Kat's uh, civil disobedience, I've had a couple people interested. I mean, one person, I just posted a bulletin on my MySpace page, and she actually read it, and she was just shocked that that could happen to anyone. And so it's kind of gotten her interested. So I think, Great. you know, especially the Internet, it's a good way to just kind of spread it, just 
through that and then through word of mouth on top of that. Well, you know, I wasn't really thinking this way before, but as I see the political uh, world now and what's going on with the bailouts and things like that, uh, I think it's going to get worse, a lot worse, before it gets any better. And also, I think we're going to be seeing, uh, I don't know how you feel, Jared and Ian and Mark, but uh, I think that we're going to be seeing some real conflicts coming up between freedom lovers and, and status. Jared, any other thoughts? That's it, guys. Thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you at 1-800-259-9231. I would prefer to not have conflict. Uh, it's not my interest. I don't want to conflict with the state. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, they can go do their thing. Uh, I, I don't... just don't want them to mess with me and my associates and my friends. If they leave us alone, then they can keep their legitimacy for a while. Uh, but if they go ahead and they decide they want conflict with us and they bring that to us, then it's going to backfire on them in that the more, the more people they put in jail for peaceful, consensual activities, the more we bring attention to things like that, the more people are going to see that and they're going to say, wow, there are actually people doing something there in New Hampshire. I want to get there. That's why I came here sooner rather than later. It's why Dale from AnarchyInYourHead.com yeah. came here sooner rather than later. It's because of Lauren Canario and it's because of Russell Canning, two of the most notable non-cooperative activists. The political activity, there is some stuff going on here. I mean, the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance deserves big credit for doing some really innovative things in the realm of political action. Matt stuff. Simon, New Hampshire Common Sense. That's another uh, yeah. great organization. So both of those organizations, and there are others that are doing some great stuff, but that wasn't enough to really jazz me up. And uh, people that are interested in real, tangible action that where you're not actually using the system to fight the system, where you're actually using the marketplace, uh, whether it be creating your own media or doing non-cooperation and civil disobedience, that's exciting to me. What was exciting about moving to Keene was that Russell Canning was here at the time. Lauren Canario was in the area. Uh, there was also the New Hampshire Free Press. I said, wow, there's some real activity here. There's both out there's outreach and there's non-cooperation. And I thought, that's someplace I've got to be. Now that I'm here, we've got Free Talk Live here. Free Minds TV spawned shortly after uh, Free Talk Live came here. Free Minds TV is now a radio show. They are now on uh, radio stations. We've got you know YouTube. We've got blogs. I, I, I firmly believe that, free, uh, the, that the Keene area is the most heavily concentrated liberty media capital in the entire world. And I think it's a great uh, great trend. Sam's coming here later this year from the Obscure Truth Network. He's going to be doing That's his awesome. thing out here. And All those kids getting trained from the IHS will have a pool to draw on from there, you know. Yeah. That, I, I think that yeah. uh, I, I think there's a lot, to, you know, liber the media is where it has to be. That that's it's so much more exciting to me than oh we're gonna go to Concord and talk about a piece of legislation. I mean that doesn't really it's not sexy. It doesn't sell. It's not interesting. At least not to me. And I understand there are people out there that are interested in that. Um, I don't think as many are interested in it as to feel that they have to be involved because I see that. Yeah. They're, you know they're taking away our freedoms one bit at a time. And well, I, I think that there's you know there's room for both uh, civil disobedience and uh, and politics. But in, what in we're seeing game. here is that the people that are involved in politics, as I once was, I spent years of my life doing this stuff. The people that are involved in politics are now looking at the non-cooperative side, and I mean, I know they've been watching the entire time, but now they're seeing, wow, that you know, these non-cooperatives are getting results, are getting return on very, very little investment, while we're still over here just trying to stave off the rise of the state. And you know, you know what I think we need uh, to do, and, and uh, I'm going to put the call out to people, and you can contact me at libertyconspiracy at yahoo.com. That's probably the easiest way to do it now, is 
I want to see the entertainment field expanding with more South Park type things, more V for Vendetta type things, Ooh, yeah. more Watchmen type things. You know, Mark mentioned the IHS. Uh, I went to an IHS seminar in the Institute for Humane Studies a number of years ago, uh, and it was a week-long revelation for me. It was just wonderful. The scholarship, the erudition of these people, whether they were objectivists, anarchists, uh, small government libertarians, whatever they were, Austrians or, or Chicago School, whatever. Uh, it was it was a beautiful week, and I ended up later getting a fellowship from them to go work at a television show. That's how I was able to go to the Outer Limits. They paid my salary, and I worked at the Outer Limits. Mm-hmm. It was a great breakthrough. There are more people who are moving into the entertainment sphere, but now it's going to have to. It's going to be tricky trying to manage it. But I, I think you need to get some sort of a platform to be able to continue to advocate for freedom in the entertainment field and yeah. let people know what the message is. You can't just let this stuff slide through people's minds. You've got to tell them, we are out here to propagandize for freedom through stories. Absolutely. We've got more on the way. Plus, we'll tell you more about the Institute for Humane Studies and how they're helping young, uh, liberty-minded people get involved in the media. More on the way. Hour 2 is coming up. This is Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching an hour number two of the program. You can take control of the airwaves just by dialing the toll-free number. Brought to you by SACL CAI, 1-800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Garth. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com, right into your phone calls. We go to Indy, listening in Kentucky. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Indy. Indy? Yeah, I haven't been to Kentucky in a long time. I'm in Connecticut today, but uh, oh, okay. Sorry about that. Indian <laughs> Connecticut. It's on your mind. Right. Yeah. I joined the Free State Project about a week and a half ago. Excellent. I, Congratulations. I missed, your, I missed the uh, donation deadline by about a half hour. Question, guys. Bummer. If you'll include me at uh, 1030 or so and uh, contribute your donation, I will triple that just to make sure we're on the on par. Yep. Wow. Um, I'm I'm more than willing to uh you know put up the stinking $5 that I was uh, that I'll, I'm willing to give to uh, uh St. Jude's. I love the idea. And now how are you going to just go ahead and send yours in? Everybody's uh, on the honor I will system message here. Message me. Uh, tell Great. me where, well, St. Jude's, I'll look it up, and I'll do it myself. It's easy. But I can if you fold... guys are on the honor system, I'll definitely send mine in. Okay, great. That's great. I paid my $400 in cash to you the other day, so right. now I have to give that you another five? It, that way I can get it on my taxes. So <laughs> I have to give you another five? Five dollars, yes. Okay, no problem. So what was the... So I joined the Free State Project and started to invite a bunch of my coworkers and friends. We're thinking about relocating the business to New Hampshire from Connecticut mm. uh, for a number of reasons. Number one being Free State Project, but uh, of yeah. course everything else is attractive. And a couple of my employees came to me and uh, talked to me about this. They're concerned about the marijuana laws in uh, New Hampshire not being as liberal as Connecticut or, at worst, being on par with Connecticut. And well, we looked up the uh, the bills and the laws. Something failed last year. Yep. What's the situation with the marijuana so as to uh, ensure my employees' comfort in considering this, guys? Well, I could I could say that uh, if if what your concern is is with the laws as far as what might happen if you get caught, then you should probably not carry around several pounds of marijuana. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
you know, if you're willing to go and stand up for your rights, if one of your employees gets caught, they can be certain that if they ask for some help, there's going to be free staters that are going to stand behind them and that are going to come to the court or protest or, or something like that. And it's that. amazing how many of these local um, you know, situations, especially here in the Keene area, where uh, the free staters have gone to court and the judge has just made it disappear. Right. Yeah, they uh, see all those people. It's so in, in, exciting. Yeah, know? it really is. It's been amazing the success that we've had in non-cooperating so far, and it's really only been just a few instances. There has but been. But I wanna, don't want to downplay. I'm concerned about the marijuana laws here too, and so are so is everybody who's a member of the Free State Project and many freedom activists here in New Hampshire. And we're all going to be working very hard in order to reduce the harm that the drug war is causing. I know that New Hampshire common sense, as you mentioned earlier, Gardner, is kind of the Johnny on the Spot group that's working on that particular issue from Free the poli- started in the political realm, and yes, uh, Free State or Run actually, as I understand. Yeah, and, and I think that the, you know, like I was talking about that threshold before. I think uh, in certain states and certain areas, they are reaching that threshold, and and people are saying, hey, you know what? These laws don't make any sense. It it might take a little longer. People think you know, law and order needs to be upheld, and so on and so forth. We need to stop kids from getting in trouble. But I think in certain areas and certain states, thanks to the work of some people like you guys, Matt Simon, uh, they're they they can they're going to make some strides. And there's going to be more. I mean, there has been discussion here, for instance, in the Keene area of a public marijuana smoking. Uh, this I would imagine is going to be happening within the next. Eight months or so. I would wow. say no later than springtime next year we're going to have something like this. Some people have been talking about doing it sooner, uh, as in sometime this year. So we're going to see that happen, and then once it happens once, it will happen again and again. Um, so we'll see what their res- we'll see what the the police response is to a publicly announced public marijuana smoking, and then we'll keep doing it. Like we'll do it every weekend or something like that. I was thinking maybe we could go out. Uh, we've got this little event called Social Sundays here in Keene where everybody kind of comes out at 4 o'clock in the afternoon on a Sunday, goes to uh, Vendetta, which is our favorite little bar here in town, and has a good time. Um, I was thinking maybe at like 4.20 we could all step out of Vendetta, go across the street into the park, and uh, have a little have a little smoke out, a little public smoke out. I think that would be a lot of fun, and if we have enough people doing it, they can only arrest and process so many people. The system can only handle so much. And normally what they're dealing with is they're dealing with people who are just pushovers. The people that get arrested for marijuana, as we were talking about last hour, they just want it to go away. Whereas the the free staters and the liberty activists, the New Hampshire liberty activists, I th- I, in fact, that's what I should call them because we've got a lot of New Hampshire natives that are interested True. in this sort of uh, protest. The New Hampshire liberty activists are not going to be pushovers and they're not going to just roll over on this issue. And if all it is is just a little marijuana possession charge it's not like you got caught with 50 pounds of uh, of weed or anything like that so i mean yeah the, the the laws are worse than some of the surrounding states but you've got activists here and you just don't have that anywhere else i hope that answers when your I question in california we personally changed the law uh i was part of the activism there that helped fix that whole situation i was a registered marijuana caretaker in, in or a cannabis caretaker as it was in california mm-hmm. I bought uh, medical cannabis for my aunt who was dying and helped ease her pain as she went out. It's uh, there's no point in prosecuting marijuana smokers. So no. when when we move there, I mean we're going to throw our money in the program and hopefully we can uh, get that straightened out. But Ian, Correct. one point of caution for you. Yes, sir. Uh, you were suggesting that people can test their federal prosecution against simple marijuana possession and the like. Uh, the feds have something like a 95 or 97 percent conviction rate, and that, that, that's something pretty dangerous to be 
suggesting people are willing to contest. Wait, I'm a little uh, confused. Uh, the feds prosecute for marijuana possession? Well, you were saying that the feds are... You talked about 800,000 uh, marijuana smokers arrested for simple possession or something akin to that. Yeah, those aren't federal arrests. Uh, those are, for the most part, are going to be state. the state local people. Arrests, yeah, local. Okay, I'm mistaken. I thought you were suggesting that people contest the Fed. And with their conviction rate, I would not contest the Fed. I would consult my attorney and do what I need to do to... Uh, carry on with life yeah i understand that's where most people come from and it's just that i would suggest and i will still suggest that people who are going to court for marijuana possession or any other consensual crime actually go ahead and put up a fight instead of uh or you know try something something different like a, a mark stevens non-cooperative approach or like sam from the obscure ne- truth network would do do something different besides just rolling over but i understand i'm not i'm not saying that the people that roll over are bad people i understand the the desire to make something just go away and and move on with life it's just that if that's what everybody always does then the state will just become more and more powerful and it will enrich itself everyone more will get and more. what we've always gotten yeah mm-hmm. so it's it's time for a change and i'm one of those people that's willing to make that change and there are other people here that are also willing to do that and if that's exciting to you as it is to me then you know this is the place to be and i hope you bring your business up here and uh we look forward to it yeah thank you for signing up thanks last for the question yes go ahead shopping for property in new hampshire how close is keen to uh skiing resorts um, we have a, a small ski, skiing resort called Granite Gorge. I don't know if that's a resort. You mean it's like a resort somewhere you can stay you at can a hotel? You can ski there. <laughs> or somewhere you can ski. I don't know what the terminology is. Somewhere I could live and enjoy on weekends some good skiing or snowboarding and bring clients. And maybe yeah, that stuff's all over New Hampshire. I mean, yeah, it, if you it, travel about an hour, you'll be able to get to some, some oh, pretty nice places. Hour, no, no, no. Gardner's talking about resorts. Uh, what I was suggesting, if you just want to go skiing, then, you know, there's Grand a place. Gorge is around the corner. Yeah, there's yeah. five minutes down the road. I mean, yeah. that stuff's all over the place in New Hampshire. Yeah, we like, have mountains it, and snow it everywhere in winter. It just depends on what you want. Yeah. There you so, go. Yeah, that's, if you want something, that's fantastic. If you, yeah, if you want something simple. 10, 15 minutes, a half hour, whatever. If you want to want a resort yeah. for a weekend, just travel an hour and 15 and you're, and you're there. There you go. Thanks for the call, dude, and we'll see you in New Hampshire. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line as we continue. Alex in New Jersey on the amp line. Hey, guys. Hey, Alex. What's on your mind? Over the weekend, I saw this uh, new movie, Zeitgeist Addendum. And I've got to say there are some good things and there are some really bad things about it. And I wasn't really as impressed as I was with the first movie. I had seen Zeitgeist, the original, and it was it was pretty decent. I liked the religious uh, discussion that they had, but the the nine eleven truth thing really doesn't float my boat. Mm. What did you think of the third part, though? What was the third part? I don't even remember. <laughs> it was Bankers. Bankers? Uh, I guess that was all right. It's been a while since or I've seen third. it, but what what was the addendum and why was it so disappointing to you? Well, um, it was good in that it mentioned the federal um, fractional reserve banking. They talk about uh, music, the musical chair system that we have, where you know um, when the money or when the uh, music stops playing, someone is bankrupt and left out to dry. In a sense, mm. they talk about uh, economic hitmen, uh, CIA jackals, and how they uh, try to corrupt uh, leaders of other countries into accepting loans, and then they have them. So, it, it, it was very good in, uh, in that aspect, but there were some poor parts as well. Well, very good. I appreciate the recommendation or the uh, the review, and I thank you for the call. More on the way. You can bring up anything. I think that's one of those movies you can go and see on Google Video, probably totally free. Uh, more on the way. This is Free Talk Live. <laughs> 
This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Dial toll-free 1-800-259-9231. The Sickle CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Guard. And Mark. We invite you to our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. They include the archives, so we've got a whole bunch of stuff. A lot of shows going all the way back for an entire year. It's free for you. Just click and enjoy at freetalklive.com. Spring and summer internships in broadcast and print journalism. The Institute for Humane Studies is looking for good communicators from all majors to place at daily papers and major media outlets for the spring and summer. All positions are paid and include a career workshop and opportunities to network. The deadline to apply for early summer decision is November the 1st. Libertarianinternships.com for more information. That's libertarianinternships.com. As we continue with your phone calls about what you want, it's Jeff in New York. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Jeff. Hey, guys. How's it going? Hey, Jeff. What's on your mind? Um, Not much. I was just listening, and I I heard a previous caller talking about, uh, he was talking to some of his friends, um, and his Republican friend said that it's not like people are getting arrested yet. And uh, I know you guys (laughs) like uh, talk a lot about marijuana rights and stuff like that. Sure. But... I wanted to bring up, uh, I'm sure most of your listeners have heard about it, um, uh, about the, the protesters being arrested at the Republican National Convention. It was actually and before the Republican National Convention. The, you're right, before the convention. These yeah, they had their like homes raided. Right, and then uh, Amy Goodman being arrested as well from Democracy Now! How about she the was, over uh, 200 people that were rounded up for just sitting and enjoying a concert in the grass? No, no kidding, right. Um, yep, we've, so we've anyway, covered was, it all. Uh, I was just watching um, uh, Naomi Wolf on uh, YouTube. There's a there's a video of an interview with her. She just uh, people have been spreading uh, that video around. It's very impressive. Is it the one where she talks about yeah. fascism? Um, well, she's been talking about fascism for like the last year, but she just wrote a new book called um, What's it called? Uh, I don't Give know. me liberty, hmm. a handbook for American revolutionaries. Cool. And uh, she's she's basically calling for you know people to get involved locally. Talk to your uh, district attorneys. Figure out a way to um, confront what's going on. Um, what does that mean? Why would you ask the district attorney? I mean, what, I, what's what's her suggestion? The district attorney. Well, her suggestion is to uh, like basically get as many people involved locally to arrest the president. To arrest the president? How is that going to happen? How is that going to happen? Yeah. I'm assuming that at some point it would reach a critical mass to where you know there's enough attention that. Uh, we we face well she's saying right now that there's a, a coup happening well i don't know about all that uh you know what i i think we can look at the reality here and i appreciate what she's what she's suggesting it's a nice idea and all but i don't think it really exists in reality i mean just look at the last weeks uh, d- <laughs> what happened in dc where yeah. there was tremendous public demand tremendous public outcry right. over this 700 billion dollar bailout package they went ahead and they passed it anyway i mean to suggest sure. that even if there was a tremendous outcry for the arrest of uh, president bush it wouldn't matter anyway because he's in charge of the executive branch. They're not going to. They're not going to arrest their boss. And also, I think if you look at all the people who participate in the voting experience, they still think that they can change things through voting. So if they think that they yeah, have that as an alternative, they yeah, they're not going to. They're, um, they're not going to. You're not going to get a critical mass. Right. To tra- one more month. Then. You're not going to get a critical mass in a month's time anyway. And, the yeah, elections and, in yeah, a month. And the, the coup has um, already happened. You know. Uh, yeah, pretty much. It happened on uh, the first. 
Yeah, well, I mean, there have been. I think there have been various stages to the coup. I mean, you go back to uh, people right. like Henry Clay and and Abraham Lincoln back in the 1800s, Alexander yeah. Hamilton. I mean, just the very writing of the U.S. Constitution was a coup in a way because they were supposed to be rewriting their Articles of Confederation, and uh, right. they weren't going to, you know, expand the powers of the central government so much. So Hamilton and the, the Federalists, the Centralists, were very successful yeah. in in uh, creating their own coup back then, and it's just gotten worse and worse and. Uh, you know, I don't know when it's going to stop, but it would be interesting at least, you know, getting get, getting the word out about that, as long as people don't think it's some sort of a kook fringe idea, uh, right. would be kind of amusing. Uh, the only thing is, Arresting you only have so much, you yeah, you only have so much energy to devote to things. So Not to mention the amount of money that would come out of uh, local, uh, you know, municipal coffers that taxpayers have to pay in order to get, uh, you know, this, this crap up on, uh, uh, you know, the... The uh, you know on the ballot. I mean that costs money. Yeah. Were you talking right. about getting? Hold on the, a second. Were yeah. you talking about getting it on the ballot, or just getting people angry enough to where there was enough just, public demand? You know what? Um, yeah, getting people basically talking to as many people as possible about what's going on. You know, you know, mentioning to them that uh, you know the first brigade combat team has just been brought back to Fort Stewart, Georgia. Um, you know, and they're they're only. They've only been brought back for domestic purposes. They're they're mm. back for crowd control. I I see where you're coming from, yeah. and I agree completely with with where you're with what you're saying there. It's definitely scary stuff. We're in very sad times here in this country. But who is going to arrest the president? I mean, realistically, who's going to do it? The Secret I don't know, Service. But- you if know, he goes to Brattleboro, be, Vermont, be, he'll be arrested. Yeah, that's true. I, I mean, the most, they yeah, did that. I mean, they did that dumb crap nobody, in the Brattleboro, Vermont. They're, the hippies are doing backflips down Main Street because they spent tens of thousands of the hardworking Brattleboroans' uh, taxpaying dollars on getting this stupid initiative that'll never be used. Uh, the president have, hasn't been to Vermont in 150 freaking years, but you know they're happy because they they're going to have the president arrested. I, I just I, I I've got to say I just think it's a it's an extraordinarily bad use of someone's time yeah yeah, yeah. any yeah. other thoughts for us i don't know move I if, if no, you're excited about doing that enough, move to new hampshire and do it, it. please uh, i don't want to move to new hampshire and do it just get enough people everywhere to do it well, that's what people have been saying. I mean, when when there are folks, I've been reading some of the threads over the Ron Paul forums. Occasionally, they'll talk about the Free State Project, and somebody will get on there and try to promote the Free State Project. And there are all these people that are basically brand new to the political realm that they don't have any experience in doing what we've been doing for the last several years. And someone will suggest, well, the Free State Project, we're going to move a bunch of people together, and they'll come back and they'll say, what? Move to New Hampshire? Why can't we just have 50 Free State Projects? Why can't we just do this everywhere? Let's get everybody together and. In uh, all that's of our working. states, because it you know it just doesn't work. It's crazy. That's the, the biggest problem the liberty movement has had has been concentration of activists, and yeah. it's like people yeah. that are brand new. I can understand why they don't get it. They haven't had enough failure to really kind of get it pounded into their into their head that that changing the system where you are is not even a vi- not even close to a viable uh, solution. And I don't I don't want to rain on your parade here too much, man. I want you to go out and I want you to try these things and find. Find out for yourself that they won't work. But in the meantime, listen to people like myself and others who are saying, hey, we've tried that. It doesn't work. Trust us on this. But if you don't trust us, go ahead and give it a shot for yourself and you'll come back to us and you'll say, oh, yeah, you guys were right. Do you support the idea of uh, arresting Barack Obama for uh, some of the unconstitutional stuff he's voted for? Um, I haven't really researched it as much. If, he, um, if Barack Obama has voted for unconstitutional stuff, do you, uh, would you support a ballot initiative or uh, getting uh, uh, district attorneys all whipped up in order to uh, get him arrested? 
Well, I would say um, the things that George Bush has done have gone a little bit further than just um, unconstitutional. I'd say at this can't point, say I, I can't say I agree. They're all the same to me. They're all one politician. You don't think basically? violating the ha- highest law in the land is worthy of being arrested for? I mean, that's what the Constitution Didn't is, right? Didn't he vote for the war in Iraq, Barack Obama? No, he, he wasn't in, sure. he wasn't voted in for at funding that time. He voted for funding later, though, right. so clearly... Uh, Aren't you disgusted right. by the Democrats that had got elected in 2006 to get us out of... I'm um, completely disgusted uh, Out of Iraq. i got to tell you... Uh, hold on, I before you go on, I want, you know, the Republicans uh, recently to, uh, you know, push forward this uh, domestic drilling initiative, they stayed in Washington. They had a camp out in the House. They said, we're not leaving until the Democrats come in here and vote. You know, if the Democrats had half that that spine, they would have gotten us out of Iraq. Thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you, and good luck with your political ideas. I don't know how successful you'll be. It's Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Just dial toll-free 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. That's 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those. And they also include, by the way, the bulletin board system. We've got over 400,000 posts. There's a lot to talk about. Serious issues to fun stuff. You'll find it all free over at bbs.freetalklive.com. And travel less and meet online. Try WebEx free. Go to WebEx.com, enter the promo code 600, and start your free trial of WebEx. That's WebEx, W-E-B-E-X.com. Enter promo code 600 and start your free trial of WebEx today. As we continue with your phone calls about whatever you want, it's Dawn in New York. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Don. And Mark. Don, what's on your mind tonight? Um, I was listening to the podcast on Friday night, uh, 8-5, when Julia came in, and you guys were talking about uh, socialized health care or health care, and you brought up uh, somebody brought Canada. And Julia thrown out, uh, somebody had thrown out, I think it was Julia, said, uh, I wonder how populated ERs are, how many people actually go to the ERs and just sit there for minor things. Well, I ventured to guess that it's very low, and it uh, turns out that it, it really is. Why? Uh, because because of the, you know, as you, you have pointed out many times, the wait times in the Canadian ERs are insane. Oh, so people um, have figured that out. There's no point in going to the ER exactly. if it's going to take you four, 24 they hours. They have set up in their system to, uh, to avoid that to begin with. So if their, their insurance system is set up where 86% of Canadians have family or, or private doctors, which you would visit on a regular basis, um, those those who are without doctors, uh, without a family doctor, a, a large percentage of those really are, are young people and just don't care to be insured. Hmm. So it leaves about six percent of Canadians totally without a uh, a, a family physician. So out of those that remain, those six percent, sixty four percent of those chose to go to walk in clinics, which is something else they have there. So they have walk in clinics as an option uh, to going to the ER room. 12% of them visited a hospital emergency room. So out of that, that 64 remaining, only 12% of them go to, a, to an ER room. Okay. I appreciate you clearing that up. Anything else on your mind? 
I joined the Free State Project before you guys uh, had that ingenious drive a couple weeks ago. I was the week before that, so I'm in the next thousand, and I plan to be up there by 2010 or sooner. Fantastic. Hey, 2010 will be here before you know it, so we look forward to seeing you in New Hampshire, and I thank you for the call tonight, Don. And you know what else is is salutary about that is information like that, that somebody goes and looks up, having another guy like that in the state of New Hampshire just talking with somebody over at the McDonald's counter or somebody, if you overhear somebody Mm -hmm. saying, oh, I wish we had a system like Canada. Boom! He's got the information. Yes, it's true. It it really has an effect. Yep. More liberty-minded when, people. When you together. have information like that, you can deliver it with authority. When you deliver something with authority, people believe it. Yeah. You know, they, they don't look. Mo- the vast majority of people do not look things up. I'm not going to check. They believe that cars that are painted red get more tickets than any other cars because they're red. Because some somebody you know said that that's a statistic that that's true. Mm-hmm. I've had red cars. hasn't ha- haven't gotten me any more tickets than the you know just well that's a, a case crap. study. What's that? It's a case study. I understand. In my true. case, it's a case study. I'm just telling hey. you, I don't believe for a second that red cars get more tickets. By the way, kudos to you, Mark, on picking up that the guy uh, who called before was probably uh, more inclined to be going out and attacking uh, attacking Bush than he would be inclined to yeah, attack Obama. Yeah, I didn't Obama. pick up on that either. And Ian, uh, you well, you know, you brought up uh, Obama voting for funding, and then and Mark, I think, uh, echoed that. Uh, Naomi Wolf is you know hardcore lefty. And it would be nice if she were to apply the same sort of uh, uh, accusations to all of the people yeah. who vote in an unconstitutional fashion. The only problem is she selectively picks different portions of the Constitution that she likes. She's just like a lot of other leftists out there. Habeas corpus, privacy, she's all for those things. When it comes to spending on somebody else's money. Gun rights. Well, yeah, yeah. those things are not on her radar screen. Right. You know, when um, it's, it's bad to go and uh, you know fight an unconstitutional war where you bomb the crap out of a um, you know, tens, tens to hundreds of thousands of uh, brown people over in uh, the Middle East haven't done anything with us. But when you, you know, you when Bill Clinton did it, it was okay. Right. When when he bombed them, it was all right. He wasn't bombing nearly as many. He was bombing but people. Here, when you take away the rights of Americans, either whether it's gun rights or the rights to keep the, the, the right to keep the things that you make with your hands, or yeah, if you sell those money. things, the money that you you earn from it, um, because you want to pay for socialized medicine or what other uh, what whatever uh, whatever other big government lefty program no no man uh, your, your little uh, carbon credits bullcrap <laughs> look freedom is freedom and you can't have it from the left and you can't have it from the right yeah. and as far as i'm concerned you're never gonna win by doing this nonsense trying to arrest the president speaking of people who are should be allowed to keep the money that they earn we've actually got a new hampshire business owner on the line with us uh, bill in new hampshire uh, actually, it's been a while since we've had you on the program, Bill. I'm sure our longtime listeners will immediately recognize your voice. You moved up here uh, a few years, actually, about I guess about a year ago or so, maybe a little it was, longer. Yeah, it was August. Uh, about a year ago, uh, as part of the Free State Project, and you're now here, and you've opened up a, a restaurant in a little town here in New Hampshire. And I, I know you'd called to share some of your stories with us as far as how trying uh, this has been for you. Is that why you were calling tonight? Yeah, pretty much. It's it's definitely been a, a long, hard slog. And so wait, it's uh, not the know. free state yet. Then is what you're po- what you're going to point out. <laughs> it is not even close. Right, what has happened to you? Well, uh, let me see. Uh, me and my wife decided that we were going to open up a restaurant, and obviously there's a lot of things that go along with that. Uh, one of the things that we wanted to do was, you know, uh, get a liquor license. And so when we went down to the Liquor Commission down in Concord, uh, the major down there wanted to get my Social Security number for a background check that he was going to run, and I told him that that was optional. He didn't need my Social Security number for anything. You know, I, I wasn't required to give it to him. 
him. These are not the droids you're looking Im- for. <laughs> yeah, he immediately got, you know, very angry and confrontational and, you know, really just got an attitude with me and, you know, tried to, you know, sort of put it on me that I was being difficult. And I was like, no, you know, that's not the case. So then uh, the next thing that happened was, uh, you know, we had some business down at the police office and the police chief. Uh-oh called me into his office and, you know, had a little discussion with me. He's like, oh, you know, I I, I know you're a free stater, you know, I understand, you know, the free stater mentality and all that other stuff, but, you know, he... Mentality. Yeah, he he, uh, wanted to sort of talk to me and have me put my personal politics aside and play ball. Was that his term? Play ball? Yes, yes. Play ball. Just, you know give the guy the number that he wanted so that, you know, I could get my liquor license because it's going to be a lot better for everybody. Wow, it's just like a mafia. Threats. Yes, it's amazing, it was, it was very interesting. Jeez, Bill, um, you, you just you just totally expose, you rip the artifice off the whole thing. This is beautiful. I'm sorry you're running into these problems, though. Well, I, I, I wrote probably about, you know, a two- to three-page letter to, you know, the, the major and copied the police chief on it, you know, explaining the entire thing and, you know, sort of how dictatorial the whole thing is, and I cited, you know, the the Privacy Act of 1973, and I don't understand why you guys can't follow that law if you expect me to follow all of your crazy little laws. Right, and, and, you know, you love you these know, laws just, so much. <laughs> yeah, just just went on and on about all this other stuff, so, you know, I, I, I don't know whether or not I made any friends with that letter, probably not, but, you know... Uh, the next time I ran into the police chief, he thanked me for, for giving the major the information that he needed. Well, that's kind of cool. Yes. I don't know why these people are communicating with each other, you know, between the, the state and the local government. And, well, uh, everybody knows everybody. I mean, the political people here are a pretty close-knit crowd, so they're all talking about this stuff. You can better believe behind closed doors. And I love how they told you to just, hey, put your politics aside and just play ball with us. Oh, all right, yeah. just jump through these hoops. Just bow down. Just pay these fees. Just obey, okay? Why you got to exactly. make waves, Bill? And, and I tried to explain the guy that, you know, that's that's not the way it works. You know, this is my life. My politics are my life, you know. You guys control everything, and that is part of what I want to do is, you know, just make a stand. Why can't I just simply say no yeah. and have you accept it? It's strange, these people who functionally deal with each other on a day-to-day basis, it's all compromise, it's all you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. And principle, the word, seems to be completely removed from their lexicon, doesn't it, Bill? Oh, absolutely. It's like they don't even understand the concept at all. I know there's more to your story. Would you mind hanging through and talking, sure uh, telling us more about what's going on? Hang on, 800-259-9231, because he's only just gotten started. <laughs> I got the, an email from him today that just outlined some of the major points of the things that have happened to, uh, to him and his wife down there as they've tried to open up this uh, restaurant, and it has been absolute hell. The toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can bring up anything via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And guard. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. And if you like the show, want to help support Free Talk Live, one of the ways you can do that is by becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier. Just head over to amp.freetalklive.com to get on board with the program for as little as three bucks a month. We take that money in and re- 
reinvest it into the show, getting on more radio stations across the country and around the world, and exposing more new people to the message of freedom and liberty, because, man, people need it. And if you think that's valuable, then help us out by going to amp.freetalklive.com. You get access to the amp-only call-in lines, chat room, forum, and more. All the details get signed up at amp.freetalklive.com. Before we continue here, uh, Mark, as an aside to what we've been talking about with Bill here in New Hampshire, he's been trying to open up a restaurant in a little town called Bristol, and I'm looking here at the statistics. There's only about 3,000 people living there. And Bill is a liberty activist here in New Hampshire, and he's he's one of those guys that's kind of sick and tired of being told what to do, and I don't I don't blame him for that. Uh, so during his process of attempting to open up the restaurant, he started by not wanting to give his social security number to whoever the licensing bureaucrat was for the, the liquor commission. And that's kind of where it all apparently began when uh, then all of a sudden the, the police chief uh, began harassing him. And he was told that, you know, put your politics aside and just play, you know, basically play ball, which essentially means bow down and do whatever we demand that your you do. Or, free stater mentality. Yeah, or we're going to make your life a living hell. And, Mark, you wanted to clarify that uh, if you had tried to, for instance, not give a social security number in Florida or anywhere else, you would have run into some serious problems, too. It's not like this is unusual, this kind of behavior. Right. Well, you know, the the, the 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 point was made that this isn't the free state yet, but I would like to also make uh, the point that this state is one of the freest in aggregate um, when you look at the, when you compare all 50 of them. Right, but trying to start your own business in a small town uh, where some people have very, very firm, vested interests in the state and having people obey, can, could I can imagine would be a very daunting task. And indeed, Bill, you found that to be exactly the case. Uh, this is, seems to have made your life an absolute... These people, these bureaucrats, have made you and your wife's life an absolute living hell, from what I understand. Well, they're sure trying to do that, and I just keep sort of, you know working around it and doing everything I can to keep going from day to day. And, I mean, sometimes I just sit there and laugh because what else is there to do? Right. It's crazy. Tell, me, uh, tell us some more of your story. So they tried to get you to, to obey as far as getting the liquor license. What else? Uh, let me see. I mean, uh, our opening night, we were probably, you know, three hours into, uh, you know, starting the business and serving people food. And the transformer on the t- utility uh, pole in the back of our building just blew up and it killed all power to the block that we're on. Yeah, that could have been a coincidence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of a strange coincidence that there were some kids up in a ladder in the tree right next to these utility pole uh, mm-hmm. several days earlier. Um, you know, these kids are into trouble all the time and you know, I've heard that all somebody has to do is suggest something and they'll just do it for fun. You know, as an aside, Bill, these bureaucrats should be happy that you even bothered asking for the li- uh, the liquor license. I mean, you, th- oh, yeah. you you went and you asked their permission to do business, it's just that you didn't want to give them a social security number and that's what they blew up about initially. Yes, exactly. And I mean, you know, the only reason I'm applying for the license in the first place is because I could probably do more time for murder than for selling somebody an alcoholic <laughs> beverage yeah. without a license. Yeah. Right. It's insane. And you know what do these guys want? Do they actually total not... obedience? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Would they prefer it that businesses not come in and employ people and give people services and products Apparently. for what yeah. they? It, it, it almost seems that way since almost every single restaurant in our little town is out of business. It's wow. Crazy. Yeah, it's strange. 
So it must be one of those uh, towns where they just don't like having businesses. They want things to be real quiet and nothing going on, one of those kind well, of dead no, that's places. Well, the strange thing also is, you know, we have a town manager, a new town manager, in addition to a new fire chief. And the town manager is all, you know, gung-ho about revamping, you know, the little square that we have and making it look all historic and, you know, bringing people in and bringing in new business and so it's 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 an odd situation, and I really don't understand you know exactly what's going on. He just wants businesses that'll bitch up. Maybe. So what? And, so are you having trouble with uh, with the landlord, and what else is going on that you want to share with us? Um, I, I guess uh, we needed to process credit cards because you know a lot of people like to pay by credit card. Uh, we went to the bank, and you know obviously they wanted my social security number, and you know that's for tax purposes and whatever. So I didn't really you know get into it with them about that. Mm-hmm. There was some strange little thing down at the bottom of the form that where they wanted me to certify that it was a U.S. person, and I didn't know what that meant, and I knew it probably had some strange specific legal meaning. Mm -hmm. And so all I did was, you know, before my signature, I wrote all rights reserved, then I signed the form. (laughs) And they didn't like that. They said they had to check with their legal department, whatever. We gave them a call, you know, a day or two later, and they said that they didn't want to deal with us. Isn't that interesting, uh, Mark? I mean, Mark is usually the person who says, well, it's just words, you know, no big deal. Well, three little words above your signature made the bank freak out. Why do you think that is? There's something special about those three words, right? I think so. Yeah. Um, and I think there's probably something special about the term U.S. person. Probably. Um, so then, you know, I finally got uh, an account through a different bank, and I've been trying to, uh, you know, just write checks to pay my bills because, they, you know, that's the, the typical convenient way to do it. And I've been having problems with, you know, the bank honoring my checks because either they're incompetent or they don't understand what a check is. And I've had to go to the extent of looking up, you know, what's required to make a check legal. And a, you know, very high-ranking bank official who gives advice to to bank people said all that's required is that the check be payable to order or bearer on demand in an amount that can be determined from the face of the check, that it be signed by the drawer, and that the check identify the account from which it it is to be paid. He says, in theory, it could be scrawled on the side of a watermelon. Yeah. Yeah, right. And so, you know, I've got checks that look like normal checks, and, you know, so I'm guaranteed to have all the information that they need, but I don't have their special little micro-encoded magnetic ink stuff down at the bottom. Yeah. And so, therefore, they're telling me that they're not valid checks. Wow. That's amazing. So, you know, now I've got my landlord telling me that my checks aren't good and, you know, that I'm late with, with my payments and he's trying to evict me and... Mm. What's your plan here, Bill? What's my plan? My plan is just to hang on for dear life and, you know, hope that I can plow through it. Well, I wish you uh, good luck. I don't know how many activists you have up there. Bristol, kind of, uh, I guess, north uh, north of the Concord region in New Hampshire, a small town. Are you the only liberty activist in town, or do you have somebody backing you up up there? As, as far as I know, in the town itself, we don't have anybody. There are people in surrounding towns who are have been nothing but helpful. I mean, it really is truly amazing sometimes how free staters can gather together and help each other because, I mean, I wouldn't have got this place open without them. We really? had, 
two days in order to get this place ready to have the health inspector take a walk through. And we had people come out of the woodwork and do so much work. It was amazing. You know, the uh, health inspector looked at us three days earlier and said, there is no way you're going to be able to get all this work done in order to get this place open. And three days later, he walked through and was like, you know, I can't believe what you guys got accomplished. Great. And it's my understanding that uh, now you know the same thing was said to me on uh, by a contractor that uh, had offered to uh, do my you know to to build my house regarding uh, the, the free staters in the building of my house. They said, I, I, "How'd you do this?" They, they stammered. Yeah. They looked around. They walked around the house. They couldn't believe what had been done, and uh, all by free staters and uh, for slave know, wages. Yes, yeah, slave wages. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean we're willing to work, and we'll you know. To actually do things, whereas most people just, you know, want to sit around and have somebody else do things for them by nanny government or, you know, collect a check that they didn't earn. Well, I want to congratulate you, Bill, for having the cojones to even go through this process and try to, even though you were attempting to give them the licensing fees and jump through some of their hoops, the fact that you didn't jump want to jump through 100% of their hoops was what uh, pissed them off. And I have to give you uh, kudos for having the courage to go and, uh, you know, non-cooperate to the extent that you have, because clearly it's it's ended up putting your business on the line uh and so i i wish that we had more people up here with the capital to be able to open up businesses like this so we could have more of these experiences bring more activists up and hopefully your experience has uh, has helped people understand why it's so important to get behind folks because if you didn't have the support network that you have you wouldn't as you say you wouldn't have even gotten this far yeah there's no way um, you know, it's definitely going to be an educational experience. I've been going through a lot of harassment, and I'm sure probably at some point I will write you a letter from jail and let you know how everything went down. Yeah, let us know. Keep us in the loop as far as uh, what is going on here. In fact, speaking of people who are just in jail, we're going to talk to Lauren Canario next. So I thank Excellent. you, Bill, for the Say call hi. tonight. F- ab- absolutely. Thank you, sir. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. You know, when, yeah. um, when I was a kid, my mom told me the Social Security number, you didn't have to give that unless it yeah. was a social security business and that was kind of the the That's way they that they you. they floated that social security thing by the american people because we weren't all that excited about being numbers what it used to but say now, on the car you can't do anything without it you know we're going to come back with uh, lauren canario she is a, a civilly disobedient non-cooperative super activist She's one of my personal heroes and she is on the line going to tell us about her recent experience going and spending half a month in the federal prison hour three's on the way You ever have one of those days where everything goes right? First, I get the best parking space at work. Tonight, I have a date with a very lovely Rachel. And today, I gave a killer presentation in Sydney, finalized a contract in London, and demoed our new product in Boston. Online, from my desk, with WebEx. WebEx lets me take meetings and give presentations from my desk. I just talk to clients on the phone, and they watch what's happening on my desktop from their desktop. So I can travel the world and still be here for my date tonight with Rachel. Travel less, meet online. Go to WebEx.com and try WebEx free. Just click the radio graphic and enter promo code 600 to get a free trial and a free webcam, too. Remember that code, 600, to qualify for the free webcam. WebEx, now part of Cisco and used by more than 5.5 million people every month. Give it a try, free. Go to WebEx.com and enter the promo code 600. W-E-B-E-X.com. Free webcams available while supplies last. Terms and restrictions apply. See website for details. But, you know, I've changed my opinion on this. Uh, you know, I at one point I would have said that it, none of it makes any difference at all. 
And over time, I've come to the opinion that it does. It it, it puts pressure on um, different areas of the government, and it gets people thinking about these these issues. Um, I, I you know I can't say whether it's worth it, but it would be difficult to quantify any of the uh, you know nonviolent revolutions early on in the movements, whether it was worth it or not, and. You know, I I can't think of any that failed, but that's because they failed. And the ones that succeeded, yeah, yeah, when Gandhi got thrown jail the first time, it was worth it. Yeah, it's a great question, Lauren. And, uh, you know, I go back and forth on it. And as time goes along, I've uh, clearly come over more to the side that Mark had just expressed. I think... Uh, I don't. I'd love to get your thoughts on this because I think you need to amass a certain amount of attention. The more often it happens, uh, the more problematic it becomes to the person who's protesting. Uh, the more limited he or she becomes in being able to do certain things, because of course the uh, the uh, sanctions that are placed against that person become more punitive. Uh, but more people might draw to their might be drawn to their attention. Um, uh, part of it has to do with media coverage. Uh, do you feel that uh, you've been able to get some satisfying coverage, and that you've been able to uh, change people's minds or draw attention to these things? Yeah, I'd say. Uh, well, I haven't seen any of the uh, media coverage or any if any newspaper stories were uh, on the subject. But I can tell by the local uh, population that the people who came out to my trial yeah. and the ones who are phoning over and over again the uh, the prison where I was at to try and get me out, uh, that there's definitely an effect going on on a local level. But uh, you guys were uh, – I was uh, kind of out of communication, so maybe you guys uh, heard of uh, other effects that it might have had. Well, I don't know that it had any. Um, I, I didn't see any me- major media either, and um, maybe maybe to some extent the ze- to some extent the zebra has lost its stripes, um, you know, in 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 that arena, and uh, maybe they need you know looking for more people to get involved. I don't know why they um, why I didn't see any uh, major stories on it, but I wouldn't uh, discount the effect as far as uh, on, co- on on callers and listeners of the show. That, uh, you know, Ian says that the reason that we came to New Hampshire when we did and the reason that we came to Keene um, that we did was because of Russell Cannon. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the fact is I followed you. You came with. Um, It was because of Russell Canning and you. And. You, you can't oh. forget that there's other people yeah. out there. And That's I what Dale told also, me. Dale from AnarchyInYourHead.com. That's why he came sooner. Yeah, Dale's <laughs> amazing guy. And Lauren, I think also, uh, you know, coming in with Ian and Mark, uh, you guys are really at the center of a, of a real uh, maelstrom of uh, growing, growing energy for the freedom movement. And sometimes, when you're on the air, you're, you're you almost uh, have to take the place of an observer, and you forget that you're actually part of the movement. And so, as you're watching these things. Uh, I just, you know, I often realize how integral the media exposure of Free Talk Live, of Ian and Mark, and the people who they, whom they cover, people like you, Lauren. And I think there is, there is a growing number of people that are becoming aware of this. Your name is becoming very, very familiar to many people. Uh, just like what happened down in, uh, in Connecticut with the Kilo case. There are more and more people hearing about this. So uh, eventually this is going to shift over and there's going to become a come a time when, you know, the major television stations or major newspapers really start to take uh, take notice of these types of things. And even some people who work in the legal industry are going to be saying, man, this is 
something that is happening more often. There is a phenomenon growing, and, and you're spearheading it. So more courage to you, my friend. And I'd say that uh, media would be secondary currently um, mm-hmm. as, as to what you're trying to get with the, 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 non, um, the non-cooperative sort of uh, uh, activism. I think that instead what you're trying to get currently, it would seem that the, the main goal would be to get people to move to New Hampshire so that you would have more. a large more. enough people for yeah. synergy. Yeah. And, you know, that... That's to essential. me, that, that would be the, the, the largest value. Yeah. I don't know. What, what was the original question? I was busy fixing a technical problem. Is, is, this, um, is this kind of uh, activism of value? Is it working? Is it happening? I, of course, uh, Lauren, you know how I feel about it. I, I think absolutely it was the major factor. You and Russell Canning, two of the, uh, the most noteworthy non-cooperative activists, just two people and the, the amazing things you've both been doing. Uh, and that was what brought me here. And now it's already expanding. Cat uh, Canning, Russell's wife, is now in the same place you were, uh, just spending half of a month of your time. And she's going to be in for, probably for another week on top of, because uh, she also got the same 15-day sentence, just it happened seven days later or so. Uh, so not only just you and Russell, but now Kat and also uh, Nick Ryder, a young man here in the Keene area. You know Nick, and you probably know that he uh, went to court and uh, he refused to pay. Uh, what happened to him? Oh, uh, yeah, he went to court, uh, refused to pay, and the judge said he would take it under advisement. Uh, and, you know, ended the, the trial or whatever the hell you want to call it. And then a couple of days later, Nick got a letter in uh, the mail. He must have sent it out that, that, that afternoon. He yeah. must have walked from his, uh, the bench to, <laughs> to send it. And the letter said, not guilty. So, I mean, it's, it's been incredible success after incredible Excellent. success. We've had uh, some people driving with no uh, registration. Uh, Dave Manning with his illegal U-turn, he got away with that. So I think that all of this is being reported, not far and wide, unfortunately, but we're talking about it here, and Dave Ridley's talking about it on uh, RidleyReport.com. And, and these are two media, and I'm sure, Gardner, you've been discussing it. Yeah. These are a few media outlets, uh, Free Minds TV also, uh, that people who are, I think, really good prospects for moving to New Hampshire are already watching. So, I mean, it's nice if the Boston Globe or some other AP does a does a report, but as far as actually getting people the, a principled message and, and, and actually inviting them overtly to come here, uh, I think the Liberty Media that we have here in New Hampshire, it's being read and it's being consumed by people that want to hear stories like this, that are, are wanting to see that, yes, there actually is some action occurring, and yes, it's actually more than just Lauren and Russell. Now it's expanding outward from there and we're seeing more people doing these things doing non-cooperation we're seeing more things being planned in the future uh, as you know lauren we did an illegal gambling event here in Keene earlier this year we're going to do it again coming up uh, later this month so uh, one success will be, right one success will build off of another success will build and more people will come and it's like you said gardner the synergy will uh, will happen here i think it's definitely worthwhile but of course the ultimate question is what do you think you're well, the one who sat in prison. Yeah, it's really, really fun to be here with all. Yeah. Every time that uh, another person stands up against uh, the government or uh, the strange rules they have, uh, more people come out of the woodwork to help you. And yeah. it's like the the population of the, uh, the non-cooperating people is like uh, growing exponentially, especially here in Keene, New Hampshire. And, Lauren, you know what I think is interesting is kids are told these stories about the Boston Tea Party and the people of the time of the American Revolution, how they went out and they protested, and they actually took on, they took property from the uh, Dutch East India Company and threw it out in the harbor and Terrorism. that sort of thing. Yeah, and, you know, they, <laughs> they went and violently, drunkenly did things. And, you know, they had, uh, isn't it interesting, 
I hope that someday down the line, and I don't want to sound sort of, uh, you know, sort of wishful thinking, but I hope that someday down the line people can look at what you guys have done and Ian and Mark and so many of the people out there, Dave and Kat and all those folks, and, and say, yeah, you know what? Somebody should write kids' books about you guys. <laughs> hey, Lauren, hang on. I'm sure you've got experiences you can share. Can you hang through for another segment? Sure. All right, great. More with Lauren Canario. She is uh, my hero, super activist, non-cooperative, civilly disobedient. We'll come back with more of her and your calls as well at 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Just dial toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And guard. And Mark, you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they're totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com, and those features include the wiki with over 1,800 pages created by listeners just like you. Head over to wiki.freetalklive.com and get interactive. It's like the listener-editable version of our website. Go to wiki.freetalklive.com. SACL CAI is the uh, biggest sponsor of Free Talk Live. Uh, over there, Jason Osborne, who's the uh, the principal of the, the organization, is a, a huge stand for liberty. He's a uh, yeah, PhD in uh, Austrian economics. Uh, this, this guy really puts his money where his mouth is. If you care about liberty, put your money where your mouth is, too. Uh, t- talk to the people you know that own businesses if you own a business uh, call SACL CAI their banners at the top of freetalklive.com on the right hand side uh, and you know turn over your accounts receivable they'll make it a lot easier for you they'll treat your customers with respect SACL CAI all right so we've actually got Lauren Canario on the line with us uh, she's calling fresh out of a federal prison cell here in New Hampshire for disobeying apparently they uh, the federal government picked her up for protesting an IRS office charged her with some sort of nonsensical charge like uh, disobedience and then they tried to get her to pay money to them. She was not interested in doing so. They then decided that since she didn't show up to their little court hearing, that they were going to force her into it, and they did that, and then they had a little show trial wherein about, well, 25 supporters, 25 liberty activists here in New Hampshire showed up to support Lauren. Uh, Of course, it didn't really matter what she said or what we did. The judge had pretty much already made up his mind in advance what he was going to do, found her guilty of... What was the charge, Lauren? Uh, I don't even really remember what it was. Do you remember? Uh, Disorderly conduct Disorderly disobeying a a police officer, a lawful order. Okay, so it wasn't for, uh, for failure to appear then. No, nothing for no penalties for that. Huh, really? Okay. Wow. That's very interesting to me. Okay, so so that's what happened. They threw you in the clink. You'd already been in there for several days, and you just got out today. And you actually called and asked us the question: You know, is this making a difference? Is you going and spending time in in a jail cell uh, because you have decided to live your life as a free person and not beg for permission from the state in order to go about your business? Uh, is this doing something? Is it actually having a return on investment? And I said yes from my personal experience i know others have said yes and i'd just like to throw the question out to the listening audience tonight whoever is that's out there listening 1-800-259-9231 if you would like to answer lauren's question as far as how is this affecting you how is non-cooperation and civil disobedience like lauren is is doing and has done and and russell uh, canning some of the other activists here in new hampshire how is it affecting you has it uh, affected your decision to move to new hampshire has it affected your decision and encouraged you to move here sooner i know that's what happened to me. But, Lauren, what were some of the experiences you had 
that you might wanted to you might have wanted to share with our audience actually in the when you were there and you know in court or in the jail anything that sticks out that you feel like you should share? Well, it was pretty fun uh, in the trial that uh, I got to cross examine the arresting officers in my case. Yes, right. and they were, we got to have a little bit of fun with them because uh, I didn't have any attorney represent me. I decided to do it myself mm-hmm. and. Uh, if if I mean if you like doing that sort of thing, uh, like the, the confronting the the police and you know showing them how that they're doing making a mistake and uh, you know on the wrong side of the morality uh, question, then you know we're having a really great time out here in New Hampshire doing these things. Well, because they still... I loved I loved how you put them on the wrong side of the Constitution question too. I mean, m- morality is very important. And I don't want to downplay that, and I understand that's where a lot of people are coming from. But you pointed out that they, you know, they they swore an oath to the Constitution. They couldn't even tell you they, they the had, First Amendment. They, they, didn't, they, they, they didn't even know what that stuff meant, and and clearly don't care. And <laughs> I think you showed that you know abundantly. That was pretty fun. Yeah, and uh, even though it had no bearing on uh, on getting me out of jail, but. Right. Uh, I think it's great that you say, that was pretty fun. That's awesome. Well, it's got to be lonely in the jail, jail cell, and there's got to be times where you're saying to yourself, man, what the hell is this all about? This sucks. Yeah. But um, This was a big mistake. Then you're on another day, and you're going, hey, I'm winning. Look, I'm getting stuff. <laughs> right, and I'd, I'd say that right now, the thing that, that to me makes the most sense as far as winning is how many people are inspired to move? How many people are inspired to do something um, something else? I, You know, as, as far as media coverage, trying to quantify it in that in that regard it's great but i wouldn't uh major media coverage i would not put that as you know the 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 bellwether i think that uh, people movers to new hampshire would be the bellwether excellent that's a good way to to uh Define success, I think. Yeah. I, I know it's got to be tough. I know it's tough on Jim. Um, I hung out Her with husband. Him. Yes, uh, uh, your husband. Um, I hung out with him a couple of times when uh, while you're in jail, and and it, it's it's hard on him. And I know, uh, you know. So y- your sacrifices are, are great, and I, I sincerely hope that, uh, that that you feel appreciated. So oh, yeah, I mean, I, I wasn't expecting anybody to to care really when I first started this, uh, you know, confronting the police business. But well, uh, man, the people have come out of the woodwork. Lauren, I didn't care when you started yeah. d- doing it. I mean, I didn't. <laughs> but now I do. So I mean, there's, Especially when there's an effect. I mean, I went to the courthouse uh, to you know see your trial, and it was it was amazing. It was weird, surreal. Uh, the, the fixtures that they had in that courtroom cost more than my house. <laughs> uh, the, the amount of tax dollars that they spent on this just this 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 kangaroo court it, it, it's crazy. Well, I like Mark that you said that you've shifted your viewpoint since you've just even been here in New Hampshire, and I think that's another important factor, Lauren, that we're starting to see. I don't, you probably haven't had a chance to get online yet, but there's a thread over on nh3.com in the forum called Politicos Losing Their Faith, where someone quotes from a message from Varen Swearingen, who is the former president of the Free State Project. I actually began reading it in the first hour of the show, but I'd like to finish it now because I think it's particularly relevant to what we're talking about here. It's the last portion of his email. It says, Folks, frankly, I'm growing tired of government. I'm tired of Republicans lying about being fiscally conservative, tired of Democrats telling the truth about being kleptomaniac socialists, and I'm tired of dreaming that I can defend myself at the ballot box by voting and or being on the ballot. This election will reveal that Americans want more big government. I've dared people to prove me wrong. I've dared people to move to New Hampshire and participate in the Free State Project, and I've dared people to vote their conscience. I've dared people to run for office, and a few have. Some of you on this list, and I thank you for doing what you're doing, but 
when the so-called liberty lovers here on this list rush to the defense of a man who votes to steal over $3 billion from the citizens of New Hampshire to grow the financial crisis the federal government created, I begin to wonder if the Russell Cannings, Lauren Canarios, and Dave Ridleys of the world have it right after all. The corruption even here is stunning. The system is broken, and the kind of lesser of two evils thinking that supports the man behind the so-called bailout isn't going to fix it. If the RLC is more about R than L, there's no point in it even existing. This is the time for principles, not the time for compromise. So here we are seeing more examples of the liberty activists, many of whom who have already moved to New Hampshire, that just being around people like you, Lauren, and seeing what you've done and seeing how successful it is, and of course also at the same time seeing the failure of politics, it, you're helping persuade people to your side, I think, day after day, even if it's happening slowly. That's incredible. I, uh, my jaw dropped to hear that from Varen, and he's a very, very smart guy, you know? Yes, he is. He absolutely is. Lauren, anything else you wanted to share with us tonight? Uh, just uh, thanks. I just hope you knew that I just decided to start protesting when I heard Free Talk Live uh, talking about the Kilo versus New London case. Oh, wow. That's wow. Why I, I, had, I had no there. idea about that, and I am honored, Lauren, and I thank you so much for everything that you've done. You are the best. and look forward to seeing you again in, uh, in person. So see you maybe at Social Sundays one of these days. Cool. Thanks, Lauren. Have a great night. 800-259-9231. You bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. Across the sands of time, from the lands of Abraham to the lands of Julius Caesar, the metals of the earth were forged into the coin of the realm. Now you can own a piece of history with affordable ancient coins from the Greek, Biblical, Roman, and Byzantine eras. Guaranteed authentic by Janus Numismatics. Transport yourself to the distant past at ZeusCoin.com. That's ZeusCoin.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything via the toll-free number, 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Guard. And Mark. Join us online, freetalklive.com. All the features are free. We've got live streams, broadband version, dial-up version, webcam version, all free. If you go to listen.freetalklive.com, that again is listen.freetalklive.com. Now, we've been talking about... Earlier in the show, we've uh, discussed people in the liberty movement getting involved in the media, creating new pro-liberty media, and I think it is a great idea, and in fact, the folks over at the Institute for Humane Studies apparently agree. In fact, they've got... Uh, print and broadcast journalism internships available for you. If you're in college or maybe fresh out of college or just going into college, that age range, you need to get in touch with these folks over at libertarianinternships.com where spring and and summer internships in both broadcast and print journalism are available. Uh, IHS is looking for good communicators from all majors to place at daily papers and major media outlets for the spring or summer. Positions are paid and include a career workshop and opportunities to network. You'll even get a uh, housing and travel allowance you'll mentor with working industry professionals and networking opportunities in major media centers like new york city la and dc but there's a deadline it's november 1st so if you want to get into an early summer uh, decision you need to get in by november 1st so go to libertarianinternships.com to get more information that's libertarianinternships.com and believe me coming from a guy who got one of their special internship fellowships they are 
some of the best. They're just Marty Zupan, just awesome people. They rock. So the toll-free number here, 1-800-259-9231. During one of the breaks, uh, we did pull up that Obama video, and I just thought it was so stunning. It was worthy, since you have now seen it. Yeah, man. Uh, what are your comments on this? I mean, first, I guess we should explain what it is. How would you describe it to uh, somebody yeah. listening? Uh, it is, uh, it's out of what if it's Kansas City, I think, and uh, the story behind it is almost as fascinating as watching the video. And uh, uh, it says that uh, um, a group of Kansas City middle school students pledging their political support is raising eyebrows a choreographed chant by a group of students at the kansas city charter school urban community leadership academy another reason for people to be skeptical of charter schools hello it's still Mm -hmm. government involvement they are um has people talking ever since it showed up on the internet some call it indoctrination and others say it encourages political involvement on a video posted on the Internet, middle school students say Barack Obama has inspired them to succeed. Well, the article can't really express what you see, which is a total, it's a line of young African-American or whatever American dark-skinned kids. Who it's knows very where militant, they're from, African descent a or militant, wherever. Militant, fascist kind of thing. It's and I don't straight care, out of the nation of Islam. I don't care what, what color these uh, the young gentlemen are. It doesn't matter to me at all. I mean, they're they're wearing camos, uh, uh, combat boots, uh, T-shirts that, uh, I don't know, some slogan well, or another. Obama the thing is, but the thing about it is that it is derived from Black Panther, Nation of Islam, you know, pro-Black Power 60s movement acrobatics from the 1960s. It's they march into this room, and as you say, they've got their camel fatigues on their legs. They've got dark T-shirts on on their tops with Obama stickers over their hearts. And each kid comes in with this almost tough-looking, violent-looking march, but then they have these outspoken, positive things because yes, I can. Obama inspired me right. to become an architectural engineer. Obama inspired me, to, and it's Fists. this icon worship. Obama. It wasn't. Is, Obi- they didn't say Obama inspired me. The actual words were because, because of Obama. That's right. Because, because of, Obama. of Obama. I blah blah blah. Right. Yes. So it wasn't. I, I heard the. I heard the word inspired. They may have it. used inspire at some point, but the, the the initial chant was because of Obama. I'm going to be the next architect, or because yes. of Obama, I'm yes. going to. So it's not because so I want to build buildings. It's not because I want to do this. It's because of Obama that I want to do these yeah. things. Yeah, and you don't, even know, you don't even know whether or not it's I want to do these things or I will be able to be one because he'll start a program. You don't even Who know. Knows? Uh, and I'm not sure. Where, I'll have to watch the video again. It might just be because the article is written this way that I think that they say that, they in, that he inspired them. But you're absolutely right. It's because of Obama. And they do these things with their arms and everything. It is really... Uh, and you know, I, I typically on my other on my radio program, I tried to shy away from this sort of superficial stuff. But the the, the popular audience around the capital city in New Hampshire like that sort of thing. This is the sort of thing that is popularly out there in a lot of the pop media, and it is, I think, deserving of attention because it is it's pretty scary stuff to see. And a lot of people will say, "Well, guard, that's a racist sort of thing." It's like, look, no, I know the de- <laughs> where where this derives from. This derives from the Black Panthers. This derives from. The, it wouldn't from matter to me if these kids were white or or black or whatever they are. They've got short crew, you know, right. close crop, cropped crew, crew cuts, and they've got. If they uh, were skinhead Nazis, it, it would, they, they would be, be the skinhead sort of Nazis. If right. they, uh, that's absolutely right. See, what you would I'm, be seeing. Is, if they were white, what I'm saying is, it, it, I'm not talking about the the skin color per se, but it is from a movement from the '60s, which was derivative of 
the Black Panthers and things like that. They're, that's Maybe. Just I mean, that, the that, movement, that's where it comes from. That's where all these, you know, the whole camouflage thing, it's, it's total Nation of Islam stuff. Well, I mean, it certainly could be something that you might see on the Republican side of things. I remember watching this movie called Jesus Camp. and <laughs> Have you seen it? Yeah, I've at, seen well, pieces at, of that. At one point, they have these kids in this church camp essentially lining up to worship a uh, what is was essentially like a cardboard the cutout cut out of George of Bush. George Bush. Yeah. So it was still that same great leader mentality. Like you know, they basically put George Bush on the same uh, like the ped- same pedestal as Jesus, essentially. And, and there's these they, and there was a kid with camo on and with like face paint, and he was doing all kinds of like crazy dances. And I mean, it was very very similar. It wasn't as choreographed in that they didn't have several kids doing the exact same dance, but the idea was still there. And you do have this John McCain character with his country first phen- uh, oh. concept so it's oh. just as pl- uh, just as plausible Absolutely. that this could have been for mccain as it would have been for obama it just happened to be that this was filmed at an inner right. city school and that's and that's the real lesson to take out of this and one of the things that that really strikes me is you know for example i'm a big fan of public enemy you know i love public enemy and their whole dance routine up there had pre- professor griff and they are all dressed up in camos, and they had their berets on and everything. And there were the S1Ws, and and there's there's a uh, another example. I was at Boston University, and there was a particular fraternity that was for African Americans, and it was out of the Nation of Islam sort of thing. And um, they used to do these very very intense, very rigid marches. They would buy black army boots and wear white shirts and have black pants, uh, sort of a Malcolm X sort of look, and they'd wear bow ties, and they'd, they'd do a lot of these types of things. Now, whether, as you say, whether it's uh, whatever, whether or it's Chinese or it's Spanish, or I don't care, when you get this icon worship, I didn't care that Public Enemy was, you know, pro-Nation of Islam stuff. Uh, whatever, okay, it's, it's music, you know, whatever. You know, you guys believe what you want to believe. But this is a function in order to try to get someone elected, and it's just, just like you said with McCain's country first thing all that right. icon worship at the feet of the state or the person who is going to be running the state I think that might be Obama the difference Obama did this for me like what are you talking about not that I'm paying close attention I'm not to either one of these campaigns but yeah. just from my outsider's perspective of the stuff that I've seen perhaps one of the the key differences between the campaigning styles or what's going on with these two candidates is one of them Obama is more like the cult of personality I'm Obama I'm going to change everything Whereas McCain is country first, he's Cult focusing more. Right, he's focusing more on the um, the omnipotence of the state and how uh, the state is all and the state is everything. Yes. I'm sure Obama would agree with that that the state is all and the state is everything. But th- they seem to be focusing more in on his personality. Yeah, that's an excellent observation. And you know, I was just thinking about something. Um, On the drive down, I was thinking about my old punk rock friends, you know, and and the mentality that they always had, which was the, well, that's the problem. They they seem to have a bipolar disorder because they're all in favor of DIY, you know, DIY music, do-it-yourself music, that sort Mm -hmm. of thing. That's where punk came from. They're like, oh, we can learn these instruments. We don't have to be taught by anybody. We don't have to have the corporations tell us what kind of music we're going to play. And yet, why are they not DIY to say, we don't need government authorities to tell us how to do something they're and still it, in the box that's all yeah it's it's so frustrating you get these people who uh, for example out of the african-american uh, establishment they say you know rise up uh, in the nation of islam rise up take control of yourself and yet 
they want to support Barack Obama to have the country control their lives. More I don't understand. It, well, it's understandable because that's what's taught in government schools. These are the things that people are raised in. They're raised inside the box. And if you don't ever, if you never ask the right questions, you won't think outside the box. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. We only have a few moments remaining, but just enough time for your call if you make it right now. 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Gard. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they are totally free, so enjoy those on us. And they include the updates. You get signed up. We clue you in whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. So go to updates.freetalklive.com. Uh, one of the recent updates that we sent was asking you to go and vote for Free Talk Live. I'm not sure how our totals have been We're at number one. so far this month. Are we solidly at number one or still having a tough time at number one? I believe we are about 40 points in advance. That's not good votes. enough. We still need more votes. We need to uh, solidify our lead at the Podcast Alley Top 10 being number 47. one. 47. Being number one at the top uh, on the Top 10 list means more people finding this program, finding the message of freedom and liberty, finding other great programs like Gardner's Liberty Conspiracy, LibertyConspiracy.com, yes, like Thank our friends you. over at Free Minds TV. Uh, so more people expanding out into this realm of uh, the, the liberty movement. And so you can help us with that by going to vote.freetalklive.com. It takes you less than a minute. It's once a month. So if you did it in September, now we need you to do it again. Uh, it takes you, again, less than a minute. All you need is an email address, and that won't be sold or spammed. It's only used for verification purposes. So please, when you get a moment, go to vote.freetalklive.com. We go to your phone calls. Rob in Georgia on the amp line. Hey, how's it going, fellas? Just great, Rob. What's on your mind tonight? Well, I don't get a chance to listen live as much as I used to, but I just happened to catch when you were uh, talking about the uh, little Obama step show. Um, Yeah, it's on the front page. For anybody that wants to see it, it's on the front page of the Drudge Report right now. And uh, I'm sure if you went to YouTube and typed in Obama Youth, you'd probably find it pretty quick. It's really disturbing. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, and I've been exposed to quite a few disturbing but unsurprising things. examples of Obama worship, you know, seeing as how I mysteriously happen to know a lot of black people. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and you know, it, it's, it's not surprising. Like I said, the, the, the sort of leader, looking to the leader is, has been, is, is pretty much a part of black culture and has been as long as blacks have been here. And for the longest time, it was actually pretty necessary, so I can understand where it comes from. Um, but, uh, yeah, some of the stuff that you're seeing is pretty outrageous. I, I, I would say that when it comes to these Obama youth, I do not believe that the proximate model that they're using for uh, for that was actually were the Black Panthers. That the way they came in is exactly the way Black fraternities have been doing for decades. Okay, and so, uh, it's I mean it's it's the it's the it's the normal way. A, um, if anyone's ever been to a Black Step show for fraternities, that's right. what they do. So so let and me ask when you the because new I'm not are introduced in particular. That's exactly how they do it. Well, Rob, the the Black fraternity tradition um, would uh, did that commingle with the Black Panther thing? Did that? Um, you know, I, 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 and you you've actually brought up a good. Uh, point because I'm I'm gonna have to find that out. Uh, if I'd had a bit more time, I actually would have called my dad before I called you guys. My dad went to college and didn't much care for fraternities, but he went there a bit just before the Black Panthers really came onto the scene. So I can ask him whether or not that was a part of uh, 
of uh, the black college experience, because that would have been like right at 1960 when he was in college. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting so, the uh, reaction that that I have as a guy who you know is is only familiar with it from you know my exposure to Public Enemy and looking into some of the things of Louis Farrakhan and and then uh, looking back on the Black Panthers. I was a little kid. I didn't know anything about that stuff really. And uh, and and the the BU Black fraternities that uh, I had a friend who was a member of it. And uh, you know, seeing some of this information, you obviously, uh, as a you know, a white kid who lives out in the suburbs, uh, I you know, not I don't have access to all that information. But I think for most of us nowadays, we see it, and we and it immediately evokes certain images of uh, to us of uh, some really radical. Uh, it made me think skinheads. I was I was oh, disturbed. Yeah. <laughs> Reminiscent of that. Oh yeah, yeah. That, there's no question about that, buddy. Yeah, no, it, it, you know, and 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 I'm sure that the sorts of things that we're going to see are going to even become even more pronounced. You know, like I say, that, that the 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 great leader mentality is a very very pronounced part of black culture. I mean, that's one of the reasons why black ministers have traditionally had so much power within the black community. I mean, it's, it's a very common thing, because generally speaking, you know, historically within the black community, there will only be a few people who, were, who would be sufficiently educated to be community spokespeople. Also, uh, depending on where you were, lots of random contact between various members of the black community with the white community at large was actually could be a cause of violence against black people, so black people would be you know, a bit afraid to do that sort of thing. So there's a lot of things that's kind of that's kind of uh, fed into how that particular aspect of black culture has developed, but it's there. It's interesting. Fascinating. Any other thoughts for us tonight, Rob? No, nah, just wanted to comment on it. I Thank appreciate you. that as really? our as our token uh, black caller for the night. <laughs> <laughs> well, he also works for Free Talk. He's a, yes, he's our token uh, black IT guy as well, which uh, we love Smart you, man. man. Thank you, sir. Appreciate right. hearing from you. Thanks, Rob. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, like rather he- than a bunch of white boys sitting here speculating. Right. I, you know, I like hearing his opinion on it because yeah. I, it does it does bother me, the idea of three honkies sitting in the room tell, saying what they, they think about it. But I, you yeah, know, you, you I know was disturbed by what you know, I saw, as was Rob. What's weird is, is how something like that uh, can continue to drive wedges further between people yeah that does, uh, that that video and it wasn't meant to uh, the i'm sure the people that put the video together had probably the best of intentions right, and everything to right. show how obama is inspiring people but i you know speaking from middle uh, middle class white background yeah. that video is doing no good to help uh, you know mend fences within races that's really interesting well, I don't think it was in any way particularly. It's not a racist video at all. No, it's not it's racist. A... It's just scary. You know. Okay. I mean, it's it's militant, and uh, you know. I mean, yeah, but see, see, but this is the thing because within, I, within the... when I see it, I see skinheads. When I think of skinheads, I think of bigots. I mean, it's not a. It's not a. It, the, 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 there's not too many uh, dots to go. You know, dot to dot to get from one to the to one place to the other. You know what I mean? And, and the funny thing is that none of these kids are saying. Uh, because of Obama, I'm going to be a an African American leader in my community, or or such such. It's they're pointing to what they're going to want to do for their careers. I want to be a, an astrophysicist, I think or so. an architectural I, engineer. I don't think any of them were yeah. really yeah, saying anything. And, but the funny thing is, it's because you see the sort of militant look to it that it looks very confrontational, and of course, it seems to evoke 
thoughts and memories of these other types of things, whether it was you know Nation of Islam and and uh, you know Farrakhan or, or or whatever, you know the the struggles of Malcolm X or something. It seems to evoke these images of the racial struggle, and I think for a number of people. Unless you, and it's a good point. I'm glad Rob called, and I'd love to see him again. I hope he comes up again sometime soon. Because unless you get that, he's a Free State Project member, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, we got to get him up here. Um, yeah, unless you see that, unless you hear from that perspective, like oh well, you know, this is traditional in the in the um, in the uh, in the in the um, fraternity. with fraternities. Right. Then you say, oh, geez, these people are, this is just confrontational. It's going to cause more problems. Very interesting. Now, of course, these weren't fraternity members. These were middle schoolers. Yeah. Well, you know, hey, look at it this way. It's it's either way you look at it. If it makes you feel uncomfortable, it, whether it's it's uh, something that is justified or not, your money was taken for it in that area in, where is it, uh, Kansas City. So yep. it's a charter school and, you know, whatever. People can say, well, you're racist if you don't want it. Hey, you know what? If somebody doesn't want cheerleaders doing a certain cheer or wearing a certain color or they don't want uh, certain science experiments, their money spent on it, uh, whether it's baking soda and vinegar and they think it's a waste of time, I'm not going to force that guy to pay for it. So, yep. Me neither. Yeah. All right, 800-259-9231. So either way you slice this uh, election here, whether it be you know Mr. Cult of Personality Obama or Mr. Country First uh, McCain, whichever one of them wins, it's going to be bad news for this country. And That's one thing you can say that for sure. Really, when you said that, and you could see Rob bringing up that sort of hist- the historical precedence in, in the African American scene. You hit it right on the money, Ian. Uh, that observation that the cult of the personality with Obama and the cult of the state with with uh, with McCain, and both of them, I mean, really, Obama is the cult of the state as well yes. because he wants to establish all these state things. Um, but you really found that distinction there. That's quite interesting. You should pick that up. It's really smart. It's not that, I mean, that's really the only difference between them yeah. is the, you know the campaign style. What are they appealing to? That's about it. Uh, so we'll see what happens here. Hey, I uh, also want to invite you to the Liberty Forum. Head over to freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. Learn more about this great upcoming event. It's going to be happening in early March. I can say it's great because the last two were great, and this one, I'm sure, is going to be uh, just as good. The, they're already starting to line up some of the speakers. Uh, our friends uh, Mark Stevens from Adventures in Legal Land, Will Buchanan from the Walk for Liberty. He's going to be there talking about his experience walking across the country to arrive here in New Hampshire. John Taylor Gatto talking about the educational system. Talk about an expert, a man that's been on the inside, that he knows uh, what is going on with the government education or indoctrination centers. There, I mean, those are just a few of the great guests that are going to be there. There's going to be a, the biggest draw for me, though, of the Liberty Forum is the networking and hanging out with uh, free staters and other New Hampshire liberty activists and getting to know hundreds of people that feel the way that you do about liberty and are here ready to do something about it. Many, of course, are visiting for the very first time, and that's why I invite you to go to freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum. Use the code 2009FTL to get a 10% discount on the early bird price, 2009FTL at freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum. We will see you tomorrow night. Join us online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. All right. Uh, we have actually with us a special guest, Ted Anderson. Those of you who have been listening to the show for a while, you may have heard the name before. We've had him on the uh, the program in the past. Ted is the president of uh, a few things, both Midas Resources as well as the Genesis Communications Network, which, as you probably know, is our wonderful syndicate that has been responsible for putting Free Talk Live out there to radio stations for, I think, uh, coming up on four years now. And uh, but Ted, your your main business is actually precious metals, as I understand it. Is that right? 
Well, I, I don't know if I'd call it my main business, but it certainly is one of my businesses. The Midas Resources Incorporated has been a big help for Genesis Communications Network in order to get the message out there. Um, you know, there's just so many times, at least in the past, not so much presently, that uh, the radio business or the radio network would not have survived without the sale of precious metals. Right now, at this particular time, however, things are really picking up. Uh, your okay. show, with uh, picking up the stations that it has, has really helped an awful lot. And, uh, and so things are doing much better and really quite well. Uh, but, yeah, the gold and silver market, I mean, God, with what's going on on in Washington, D.C., and this big bailout package uh, basically means that we're just printing money out of thin air and we're putting it out into the system and, and driving the value of our currency right into the toilet. And you can just take a look today. Dow Jones down, NASDAQ down, Russell down, uh, you know, everything. You just Even the foreign markets are getting hit real hard right now. Germany is... Uh, it is the next one looks like it's going to have a lot of uh, major companies going down. And the funny thing is, our government's set to bail out country, you know, companies that are not even owned here in the United States. And that's just not only is it un-American, it's just crazy. Well, it, I don't even consider them my government anymore, Ted. But that's a whole other issue. Um, but when uh, when a lot of this calamity happens, this financial calamity, uh, gold and silver tend to do pretty well, right? Well, it, that's true, and the reason why that is is because gold and silver is a commodity that is pretty well accepted across the world, uh, and it has been since the Egyptians had walked on this earth, uh, even prehistoric previous to that. So uh, the United States dollar was tied to gold all the way up through 1971, was when Richard Nixon had uh, separated the United States dollar from gold completely. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you can watch the United States debt. If anybody looks at a chart, you can see that the U.S. debt just skyrockets from that point. Really, peters along at a fairly good clip. And then as soon as 1980 comes along, it just goes right up to through the moon. And it hasn't gen- that debt hasn't changed since then. We just added another trillion dollars to it with the $700 billion bailout. Uh, you know, they lifted the floor from $9 trillion to what was it, about $11 trillion. And, uh, and that's how money comes into existence. Of course, in your show that you've, you know, you've, you've covered the uh, Federal Reserve system certainly. and how money comes into supply. Anybody that's been following Ron Paul uh, certainly knows that uh, by now that the, uh, that the monetary system we have right now is unconstitutional. And when we take on debt, it just means that there's an increase in money supply. With an increase in money supply, that means the money that we've worked for so hard and have earned is going to buy less. Well, and, and what, uh, it's my understanding that one of the ways to uh, protect value is to buy gold and silver. I have some silver. I'm looking into getting some gold myself. Uh, and I, I know that's one of the things that you can help our listeners do with Midas. But before we go into that, I'm, I'm actually glad you brought up Ron Paul. Obviously, we have a lot of listeners who are big fans of Ron Paul. And I thought it uh, pertinent to point out that it was my understanding that uh, Ted and, and uh, you, you with GCN, uh, your radio network, actually sponsored the recent Ron Paul rally for the Republic. So I guess if you know if listeners of Free Talk Live are buying their, their gold and silver through Midas, then... They can feel extra good because it's not just your average gold dealer. I mean, they're actually – you're putting your money where your mouth is. You're getting behind uh, some really great pro-liberty efforts. Well, that, that's really why I set off in the first place to even open up Genesis Communications Network. And it has been a, a, a desire for me to see liberty and constitutional values be brought back to this country long before I even formed Midas Resources. I've been in the gold and silver business 
since 1980. And, you know, I'm, I might be dating myself. That's not that long ago. However, um, just watching what has occurred from that point in time, getting involved in the precious metals market, you can't help but start studying economics and the reasons for owning gold. And you're right about that, Ian. I mean, gold and silver is a store of wealth, and it is not tied to the U.S. dollar. I mean, the United States dollar can go straight down into the toilet. Mm -hmm. But if people have gold and silver coins, you know, like the silver coins you have, people have this stuff, they're going to have something that actually really holds value, and it's not tied to this debt system that we have here in the United States. I mean, and, I, and I can't say it enough. I mean, right now, people should seriously be looking at their investments in stocks, their investments in the bond market, anything that you have to do with mutual funds. Your IRAs, of course, are typically tied into paper. Um, there's just so many different tangibles that you have to take a look at here. The paper investments right now are, are it, it, there's just too much risk. I mean, mm-hmm. you could lose 20% of your entire portfolio Overnight, you know, because of this situation that's going on, you can see it right now. I mean, the, the Dow Jones Industrial Average ended at 9,955.50, down 369 points, but that thing was down over 700 points today. Uh, yeah, you I know? saw that too. I think it was a record down, as a matter of fact. Yeah, and and that's gonna and more of that's gonna occur as a United States government. You just simply you cannot print value. You can nope. print currency, but you cannot print. The representation of what currency means, and that's and that's our labor. That's the stuff that we create. That's what wealth really is. And Absolutely. when you throw a whole bunch of new money into the system, all you end up with is a bunch of inflation. Yep, that's what we're going to get. So it's coming. It's like why I told some people go go out and buy stuff now while you still can, because it'll just cost more down uh, down the line. Or better yet, get yourself some uh, some gold and or silver. And Ted, you can help our listeners do that, right? Yeah, we sure can. That's what we've been doing for thirty years. And, uh, yeah, you can give us a call at 1-800-686-2237. It's 1-800-686-2237. You know, when you call in, mention that you, you know, that you've heard it on the, on the uh, uh, Free Talk Live show. Mm-hmm. That, and, uh, and, you know, we're sponsoring this show. I'd like to see any value or any, any transactions that have occurred that come off your show that, that, that any funding goes back to your show. And that's exactly what will happen. So, yep. please... And you get a better price too. I mean, I've I locked in Ian. I locked in some stuff here, and the, I, I locked in some coins on the gold and silver market here. I mean, I'm constantly trying to you know position myself so my customers can get a better value. And uh, the uh, the 20 franc coin that the uh, the Swiss had made, and the French people, and the and the Belgium, and so on and so forth, they trade these things in London all the time. They're currently at 100, or I'm currently trading them at 190. But gold today went up 20 bucks, and so. That's what I locked in before the price increase, and so that's a great value. I suggest that people get into that. I think that the old 50-cent pieces are a good idea, too, and they're trading currently right now at $8.70 a piece. Either one, I I can tell you right now that with what's going on in the market, and if you have any money to invest in, you know, some people just simply don't, but if you do, man, I, I tell you, at this particular time, you can't find a better time in the marketplace where things are melded. It's like the perfect storm economically to be getting involved in the gold and silver market, and it's the perfect storm economically to get the heck away from paper. And that has to do with bank deposits and, and, uh, and like I said, investments in stocks, bonds, annuities. Right, gosh, anything, annuities. Is, anything that's denominated in FRNs, you know, the, fed, exactly. the dreaded Federal Reserve note. Uh, I can bring Mark in here at this point because he has uh, managed to – 
mosey on in. I forgot about the interview. I'm very sorry. <laughs> but since Ted, we've got Ted, do you have any questions for him? I, I don't have any questions. I, I, I have an, an endorsement. I have, uh, on multiple occasions, purchased from Midas. I, I didn't really know where to go or, or um, how to purchase gold. I called and, uh, and on some occasions I talked to you, Ted, and some occasions I talked to, to some of your guys because they didn't know, nobody knew who I was or anything, and it didn't matter. I was treated quite well. And I, you know, looking and comparing around, because it's very difficult. There's all these different coins, and looking and comparing around to what I got, to what it's worth, I feel that I got uh, a lower than market value. I, I paid less than market price for the gold that I got. Well, you know, that's the thing. I, I try to keep the market prices down. I mean, obviously... You know, there's always going to be somebody out there that might be a little bit less than you at from occasion. Right now, the biggest thing, Mark, is that, uh, and I've been dealing with these wholesalers across the, the nation. I've got a lot of connections. Most of the gold that I get now is imported from Europe, and that's because the supply of physical gold and silver has has shrunk up to the point where you can't hardly get it. Here in America? At, oh, yeah, even on Kitco's front page, it, it says expect to have uh, delays in shipment. And it makes perfectly good sense with the way our economy is going that uh, people would be buying up uh, regular bullion and numismatics right now. And it, they I, are. They're buying it up like about 100 times more than they used to. Mm. I mean, it really has dried up the supply. When you see the price of silver and gold going up at the, and down at this time, that's the futures market. That's, that's, that, that's that leverage futures market that we see in the commodities exchange going on in New York City. Right. That doesn't mean that people are buying this gold and silver and selling the physical. I mean, nobody's selling this stuff right now. All they're doing is buying it. And there's not enough physical supply to, to, to meet the demand right now. And, and that's not going to make that price fluctuate like the futures market can. And I can tell you, British sovereigns, French francs, U.S. eagles, the U.S. mint had to stop making them. The buffalo coin is a good example, another one that the U.S. mint had to quit making. The uh, silver eagles were, were taken out of uh, production as well, mainly because they couldn't get enough bullion planchettes to actually strike the coin. Right. And that's, why that's, is, Ted, why is there this divorce between spot price and, um, and coins? Even, even freshly minted coins, it seems, are, are divorced from what this, you know, I think silver last week sometime was at 11 bucks. You well, couldn't get a coin get, for 15 you, couldn't, I mean, you have to pay $20 to get any kind of real government coin of any nation. Well, that's, number one, it's because of the short supply in the physical market to start with. And the second thing is it costs money. With the spot price of gold and the spot price of silver has to do with the, the contracts that are being delivering, del- delivered today. There's a futures price, and there's a, there's a, there's a, uh, a cost involved with that. So the, the, the future prices are out, actually higher than what you're seeing in the spot gold and silver market. And the spot price is what contracts that are trading today. And, that, and they're 1,000-ounce buyers. And so when you get down to actually manufacturing coins, the U.S. Mint charges about $20 over spot just to get a, US, just to get a silver eagle, I'm a, a gold eagle. Yep. Silver coins are, are you know, roughly 3 to 4 bucks over spot, but they're not even out there. They don't even make them anymore because they can't get the stuff. And so, so that, yeah, you're right. I mean, you're looking at about 20 bucks just to buy, buy raw silver. Uh, it doesn't make sense for me to do that. I mean, I'm, I'd rather see people pick up, uh, you know, Franklin halves and get it at eight dollars a piece. Get it closer to its melt value, and you know that stuff is you know they're not they're not manufacturing that anymore either. I mean that stuff is sure, it's old. Uh, you know from back 
after World War II and this, you know, this time era. Those so. are the walking liberties, those Frank, Franklin halves that you're referring walking to? Walking liberties, no, walking liberty halves and Franklin halves are two different things. I would offer the walking liberty halves right now, but I can't because mm. I've sold in, out of, completely sold out of them. So I, mean, I, wow. I, I think that people should get into their minds that spot rate is just, it, it's just a, it's just an indication of what's going on in the, the coin, whether it's bullion or numismatic market. You, uh, spot rate means that you have to have $30,000 at the minimum to play in the futures market. And when you do, if you did take a delivery on these, uh, things at the rate that you got them, you'd get them in, in what size, uh, bars did you say, Ted? Thousand ounce silver bars. I thousand mean, ounce the size bars. Of a shoe box. Yeah. Yeah. It, and if it, if it, <laughs> some, some of the bars, now you get it. They're cast bars, and, they, and they're stamped, and, you know, I mean, we get them in here from time to time. They're incredibly expensive to ship around. I'll bet. They're, they're just, I mean, they're, they're almost useless as far as, you know, I mean, what, what are you going to do? If we have an economic <laughs> crisis, you're going to take a 70-pound a, a bar. <laughs> Trade it for what, a car? You. <laughs> you know, you, 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 you can't do it. I mean, it's, so right. you need to have coins, and you need to have something, you know, small denomination. There's all sorts of silver items that you can buy that, that gets you close to what that thousand ounce silver bar, and sometimes even less than that thousand ounce silver bar is trading for, and it's much more convenient and certainly more economical to buy because you don't have the thirty thousand dollars, or most people don't. And if you did have thirty thousand dollars, would you put it all in one one thousand ounce bar that you can't no. even? You know, no, it'd be crazy you know, to do that. It's it's nuts. You get your band file and cut off a corner of it and go try to trade it. You yeah. can't do that. And and I like those British sovereigns that you're selling. And what are those going at right now? The British sovereign currently, right now at this particular time, is trading at 234, and it's a quarter ounce gold piece, very close to its melt value. And there's there's something that you could use at some point in real life to trade for things. It's stamped from the 1900s or or, or late 1800s. It's got some famous king or something or queen or whomever you know, depending um, on it. And people look at it as you know real numismatic value, like um, sort of. It's the, old. The greenhorns, right? <laughs> greenhorns look at it and say, "Wow, that's got numismatic value." It doesn't have a lot. However, it's a quarter ounce of gold. It's very usable for trading for things. If you want to, uh, you know, do agorism and trade in gold and silver, I like the British sovereigns. Yeah, cool. it's it's perfect for that, and it's also something that you can put into your shoe and walk away with. You know, it, mm-hmm. it's something that you can hide on your person, and nobody knows you have it. You can't do that. I mean, you'd have to have a wheelbarrow to bring this. <laughs> One thousand ounce silver bar around, yep. and when you roll it into a store, I mean nobody was nobody would take it because it's too hard to deal with. Right, you know that. So yeah, the British sovereigns are a great coin to go with. The franc coin is a good one too. They were one hundred and ninety. It's a fifth of an ounce of gold. Fifth, and again, it's the same. It's very recognizable. I mean, it, they they traded them all over Europe and the United States as well. And and so you know, it's a unit of measurement that you can have that's real gold, something that is not tied to this crazy currency that we have now with these crazy government officials that you know they they don't seem to care anymore how could how could they pass this bailout plan when 90 percent of the people didn't want it because they're in charge and we're not they know better than we do ted (laughs) well i mean it it just it makes absolutely no sense to me i was real glad to see they didn't pass it the first time and ian mind you we are going to look at a depression. Whether we look at a depression because we didn't bail out these big companies or we look at a depression because we did and the value of the currency is just destroyed in the process, we're looking at problems here in the United States. It would not surprise me a bit if we see 20% unemployment. You know, yeah. It's going to be that bad. And, I- and, uh, and, and you know, it, it's going to be rough. Here in the, people here in the United States don't know what's coming to them. 
you know, when you dump, when you dump a, a, almost a trillion dollars into the system to buy all this bad debt from these companies and the ramifications that come with that, I mean, just think about it. These companies now can go buy bad debt, get into trouble, and know they can turn it over to the U.S. Treasury. That's the craziest thing. It's going to make them completely irresponsible. Now, Ted, we've really we've we've got to run here, but I got one more question on shipping. Um, As I recall, you can either get the gold, or you'll um, I can have the gold delivered to my house, or you'll hold it, or something like that. Can you tell us about shipping and and delivery and all that? Only for hold it for IRAs. I really don't. I don't recommend holding it for other reasons. I want you to have it in your hands. The reason why is because you know. Let's face it, when you're hungry, you don't want to have a pitcher of a can of beans sitting on your table. You need to have a can of beans. I'm with right. you. And I then there's the fact that s- the government might go- just come and take the gold at some point, and so having it all in a central location, as the people over at the Liberty Dollar uh, discovered, unfortunately, last year, is not such a great idea. So definitely, definitely having it distributed amongst the people that that own it is the what's, that's what makes the most sense, because if the government comes and, I mean, heaven forbid, raids Midas resources, then... Then your gold's gone, right? Yeah, well, Liberty Dollar is a perfect example of what confiscation is about. They came in, they took it, they didn't give the people that had the paper certificates anything. I've you got know, a, so, I've got 400 paper certificates sitting uh, in my safes, and then I mean I guess I could sell them on eBay. They're apparently worth something as far as hey, the government stole these, so it's kind of well <laughs> worth, uh, worth something, I guess. But it's, I'd rather have my silver. So Ted, uh, you, our listeners. You Yep, our uh, our listeners can get in touch with uh, your folks over at Midas Resources at 1-800-686-2237, and they should let you know that they heard about it on Free Talk Live. 1-800-686-2237. Any final thoughts, Ted, for our listeners? Uh, Just watch the European markets now, because here in the United States, we have these problems here come up here within the last few weeks. It's starting to hit Europe now, too. And, uh, you know, if the whole world starts to collapse around you, Get out of paper, get some gold and silver, have food, have guns, do all the things that, it, you know, prepare yourself and look out for your neighbor as well. Very good, good Ted. Ted Anderson, uh, the head of the Genesis Communications Network, Midas Resources, always good having you on the program, and thanks for coming on tonight. Thank you, Ted. Thanks for having me up, Ian and Mark. 